It's the Black Swarm Podcast, baby. We're raw. Hey, welcome to the Black Swarm Podcast. I'm Jim with Hank and Rob. Let's get it started, guys. There it is. There it is. That's about all I'm going to do tonight. All right. That's a hell of an open for a regional semifinal playoff game what can I edition say? of the Black Swarm Podcast. Not I, much. Yeah, not much. Not much <laughs> at all. Well, well, what are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anywho, let's get into it. So we had a very, what, convincing win, I would say, over uh, whoever the hell we just played last week. Is it's <laughs> Rob, I'm pulling Hoover. you this week. Oh, Hoover. That's Hoover. Right. We, we did play Hoover. Oh, you're pulling One of the fed teams we, uh, we should play. Yes, I am pulling a Rob this week. Surprisingly, I do remember a pretty good amount of the game. So. I actually do now. I blank for a second. Except but, for that, yeah. that fourth quarter. Well, yes. Yeah, whatever. Anywho. Pretty convincing win over Hoover. Uh, just another Fed team falling to us. I was actually thinking about it today. When's the last time a Fed team has beaten us? Besides McKinley and oh. what, 15? Hoover in 08 or no, no, oh, oh, 08. 08, mm. yeah, because we beat them in 09. We did? Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah we yes, did. we did. You're right. I believe we you were him. on that team. We, we were. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Hoover in 08. Has anybody since then? Yeah. Or, um, what's he? Yeah, Glen Oak. Perry. Oh yeah, Glen Oak. We, we went, we went back and forth. Oh, yeah. We went back and forth with Glen mm-hmm. Oak when they were still a thing. Yeah. Well, at least they'll play us. I mean, yeah. You know, give Glen Oak credit; they will uh, play us when Glen Oak, even when they're in the worst down year of their last ten years. Yeah, I mean, Glen Oak was pretty good for a little while. Then. Yeah. Um, we went back and forth with them for quite a bit when I was when I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what four or five years? The we, the spread was like three points. I think over that I think over five years the spread was six points. Yeah, it was Total. really tight. The one was like a double overtime game or triple overtime triple. game, and they complained. We got we got cheated out, and then they are we got or they got or yeah yeah yeah. I mean, Glen Oak was pretty good for a while. It was a, it was a pretty good matchup every single year. So I, yeah, I mean, I think they were the last one because I mean we've only played a couple of Fed schools total. Yeah. You know, yeah. Perry, which hasn't beaten us, McKinley, Glen Oak, and Hoover. Yeah. Hoover beat us last in 08. So, besides hmm. McKinley, Glen Oak, right? Yep. That checks out. Glen Oak might have... Well... Oh, Ooh. Perry's beat us twice. Not right. recently. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... What, like 99. 99. Yeah. And what? What's the second one? I don't know. I don't know. I know there's another one in there somewhere, but whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's Perry. But, yeah. So, uh... I guess the short version is another Fed League championship for Maslin this year. and Almost. Uh, Almost. Still got another one week more. to go. One more left. Ah, well, yeah. Fair enough. But And they're actually the Federal League champs this year. Who's that? Perry. For now. Oh, yeah, that's right. For now. For now. For now. Um, anywho, very convincing win over Hoover. You know, it's actually like surprising how boring it is to watch our defense come out and just be play out of this world every week. Um, 
I, I don't know what else to say besides they played to the own their own standard that they set. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback, he's a dude. You know, he you made can, some really good plays. So I think, oh. um, you know, I think the defense actually had a pretty good test with Hoover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did I too. think they saw some things that they might not have seen this year. Uh, I think Hoover did a really good job with some of their play calling. They did a they did a lot of. Uh, I don't have any one word to describe it, but they just did a lot of things that you know was pretty good for our defense. They had some screens, they had some mm-hmm. wheels that they ran, they threw out of the backfield. I think they did a pretty good job of uh, you know trying to confuse us, trying to give us stuff that we haven't really seen in the past. And uh, I mean, really good on their part. Quarterback was really good. Uh, I think that they ended up with like he probably yards rushing or passing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so. yeah, the Ashby kid's pretty good. We we knew that going into it. He's mm-hmm. a pretty good athlete. You saw early in the game that our our defenders were were breaking down a lot when they when they came up to him. If you you would see a defender break through the line and then you know stutter his feet to try to break down, which is something you do against really athletic people. And uh, it seemed like we kind of got away from that at one point. Which up in the stands we kind of wanted. We're like, yeah, you know, yeah. screw it, just go just go get him, just go get him. And then there's a few times he made he made us hurt when yeah. we did that. You know, you went right after right after him, and you know you'd see him make a play. But I think Hoover did a lot of good things, and uh, it was a good test for our defense. And you know, it's just a little bit extra for them going forward. Yeah, um, it was like you said, it was really good to see a good quarterback like that. Ashby, he's probably the best. He's definitely the best QB we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and their OC, you know, they might not have had the dudes that we do. But he schemed the hell out of us. Yeah, uh, I, that was a tremendous game from a play calling standpoint, and you know he did his best he could with what he had against the the Goliath that he was facing. And yeah. at the end of the night, it, we just happened to be the far and away better team, which isn't to take away from our coaching staff or anything. You know, it's not just it's not just our dudes going out and playing it. We still we schemed the hell out of them, and we caught them a lot of times in certain coverages and that beat their play call. Yeah. Guy made some good throws too. Can't can't yeah. complain there. Um on the special team side, we came up with that fake punt. I like to see that. That was uh that was nice to see. Yeah, that was a little something we haven't come out with yet and just get that on film, I think. It looked like that we were trying to we either set that up in the McKinley game or we wanted to run it in the McKinley game and they just never gave us the look we wanted. But coming out in that weird kind of trips formation for punt team, it's snap it right to the up back, run, you know, just run behind your blockers. And we got it. Glad you remember that like four weeks ago. Uh, offensively, I think we're definitely, we've definitely figured out who we are. Mm-hmm. And it was... We talked. I think we talked about last week. You know, we had to, we had to find our identity again, and we talked about how you know the offensive line struggled a lot, throwing less than plays on the field. Everybody had their things that they were struggling with, and we've we're really putting together an offense kind of on the fly, and it fits who we are. It's what we want to do, and we're just executing it at a very high clip. I. Like I said, I blame the offensive line a lot for our struggles in the beginning. Now that they're they're really coming together, they played a tremendous, a clean game. Uh, just what Trell he ran for two hundred yards. He's not just 
bouncing it to the edge and being a dude. I mean, he is a dude, and he's being a dude, but that offensive line is opening up some holes for him. Our passing game, I like to see Trone on the rollout a lot more. Uh, he looks pretty comfortable doing that. Especially, it kind of surprised me we ran a rollout to the left just because this coaching staff hasn't been one that is comfortable rolling away from the quarterback's dominant arm. So he seems pretty comfortable doing that. I like it. Uh, that big throw to Ballard was that right before halftime. It was a, we faked mm-hmm. a rollout and then he threw it deep. Yeah. Uh, kind of under through oh, Ballard. Ballard's really nice catch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of had quite the discussion about that. Yeah. He kind of underthrew Ballard on the post, but that was, I mean, I, I'm not going to hammer him because that ball was 50 yards in the air. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talking about that one play in particular, you're talking about how Catron's been rolling out. And I, I like that as well. You know, it makes it a little bit easier on the quarterback. Um, you know, it, if you if you pay attention to the, the Browns at all, that's something that Cleveland Browns want to do. It's a little bit more on the system. Um, even though we didn't do it a lot last week in Cincinnati, in general, they like to do that because it's, it's mm-hmm. easier, quicker throws, easier reads, gets everything in momentum. Um, definitely helps the quarterback out that way. I'm not saying we need to do that. But no. any team that can do it, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Because it, it just makes it easier for everyone. So we talked about that one play. We did the rollouts a couple of times. And then right before half, the play you're talking about, we did, you know, roll out right a throw back to Ballard on a post from the left. And in general, I think there was a few things that we did against Hoover that was kind of like we either want to practice it mm-hmm. live or we want to get it on tape for other teams to see. Because I think there was a few things that we did like that that you know either we didn't need to or didn't necessarily make sense for the situation. Um. Because the reason that we said that was we rolled right, we threw the backside post, and it ended up hitting the deep safety. Yeah. He he broke it up, but when it deflected in the air, Ballard made the catch. I'm I don't necessarily want to say it was underthrown, because I think it would have hit Ballard in stride mm-hmm. if the safety wasn't there. It just so happens that a defender was there. So, like, on air, I think it, it hit him in stride just fine. So, I don't yeah. think the throw was necessarily underthrown. I think it was just a more a defender was right there. Guy was flanking him both sides. So, so my but my whole, my whole thought process on it was in that specific play, the corner was pressed up on Ballard, mm-hmm. backside. And a lot of the times, their corners were bailing right at the snap, which a lot of teams do. They'll pretend like they're going to press Ballard. Or they'll make it seem like they're close to him, and then they'll bail right away because they know they have to be eight yards deep or Ballard's going right, to run right by him. And we'll put a pin in that because I have something else I want to talk about to that point. But go on. Oh, okay. I thought you were cutting me off. No, no. So on this specific play, their corner was pressed up on Ballard and didn't bail, which me, I, mm-hmm. if you're pressed on Ballard, I'm just going to run him down the sideline or do something that's a one-on-one. When you run that post to the high safety, now the high safety is also involved, which I think we're hoping with the rollout, he, yeah. would, he would jump the other side of the field and wouldn't be in the play, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but he was. Um, I think that if a team does press Ballard, we know we have a pretty good chance one-on-one if we ever wanted it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that... Uh, 
You know, just in the back of everyone's head. If a team ever decides they want to press Ballard or Lamp, you know, any any of our receivers, to be honest, Johnson, yeah. Lamp, Ballard, any of them, if they do want to just man-to-man press any one of them, I think we have an advantage. Just straight down the sideline or, you know, something one-on-one. I don't think we need to run it into the other guy. So I don't know if that's something that we are trying to set up mm. all game or if that's something we want on tape to keep the safety honest from now on. But <clears throat> it's not one of those I think we needed at the moment. We could have ran down the sideline, yeah. and it would have been an easier play, easier throw. Now, a counterpoint to that, and you are right, I don't think we necessarily needed it at that time. I, you'd have to watch how the safety was reacting to the earlier rollouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. Like In that situation, where we were on, what, the two-minute drill, give or take? I don't remember the it, time. I think it was about right at that okay. time. So, you would... I. A rollout right, attack the sideline, get the receiver the ball where he can get right out of bounds. That makes sense. We He started the rollout, and they showed the plate booster club, and I specifically watched the safety for that. He, I, I haven't seen the replay of it. I, he did start to bite on the rollout, mm-hmm. but he was playing from enough depth that when he saw Trone stop, turn back, look to throw the post, that he could get back in phase and was... And, the ball's in the air for 50 yards. He had enough time to get yeah. back and still tip the ball. Yeah. I personally, I, I like the play call. And it was something, you know, to try and catch him off guard, try try to attack him, uh, you know, try to get behind that safety. But like you said as well, it also, this is something that every other team now has to watch out for on all of our rollouts. They just can't blindly attack the flow of the play. Mm-hmm. And... They have to keep, even though a rollout's really a half-field play, they have to still defend the entire field. It's like uh, the week before when we, we I think we ran, we've been running wide cross, some version of it all year. We ran a post behind it to where you got the crosser coming over the middle, the free safety wants to come bite down on that, you hit the post behind him. And it's this kind of like a Mills. Yeah, concept, huh? a little, yeah, a little bit. You're you're pretty much high, high low, high low in the safety, safety. Yeah, and it's to Uncle Joe's point when he was back on this podcast where he said our offense didn't really have any counters, and at that time, he yeah he was he was kind of right. Now we're starting to build in that stuff where the plays build on top of each other, and we have counters and stuff, mm-hmm. and we have stuff to keep our, and we have these counters. It keeps your base plays honest. Like it, it makes the defense play him honest. It keeps everything else clean. And that's something that, like, we hadn't seen all year. And it, it's good to see that kind of stuff now, and we get the live fire of it right now to where, you know, we, we've talked about before, we really might not need it right now, but it's good to get the live fire, and now the teams that we would need it against mm-hmm. have to sit back and prepare for it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I understand that there's a reason why things get run. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to take away from that because you have to. You know, you need a team to be able to defend you, you know, both ways. Like you're saying, there's a counter. You, you can't just jump. Mm-hmm. You can't just jump a, a situation, right? So I, I understand why a lot of these things happen. And, uh, you know, you have to show something for teams to respect it in the future. Uh, 
So I, I completely understand if, if that's the reason. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just something we saw like, hey, they always, that's, maybe that free safety never looks backside post, never looks backside post. And we took a shot. And this time he did. Like, yeah. He, he, hey, I don't know. There's always a reason for it. Though. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always some kind of reason that we do what we do. Um, it's just one more thing that teams have to, you know, respect. They have to respect that backside post because it's hard for a corner to match up against Ballard on a backside post if you don't have that safety help. So now for the rest of the year, teams are going to have to understand that even on a rollout, we still have that backside post and you got to keep that safety at bay. So, um, you know, it definitely opens up more options moving forward, which is a good thing. But, uh, you know, specifically, if you isolated just one play and if that's all you looked at as a fan as one specific play and you said Jaden Ballard was press coverage, why would we run towards the safety? Yeah, yeah. well, there's a reason why. Yeah. There's a reason why. We're either setting something else up, we're putting it on film for other teams to look at, or, I mean, hey, like they did something we didn't expect. Yeah. But there was a reason. And to isolate something, like to isolate just one play and pick at it, it's you're just showing you don't understand football. I think football, in my opinion, it falls somewhere between a chess match and a poker game. There's a there's a broad strategy to it. You're trying to show your hand. You're trying to bluff. You're trying to there's there's a lot to it that you can't just look at just one thing and say, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You have to look at everything that we're trying to do, and that's frankly that's a reason why I'd never really bitched about our offense to begin with. Like when we were going through that, those struggles is because I, I could see what we were trying to do. We couldn't execute it that well, but we're doing it now. We're rolling now. And that's all that matters. First, what, six weeks, as far as I'm concerned, was scrimmages. We are in the playoffs now. This is where it matters. First five weeks. (laughs) You're right. You're right. My bad. First five weeks. I've already lost kind of what week we're on, so McKinley always counts. This is ten. This is ten. Yeah, this, this is this ten because be. this would have been McKinley week. Yeah, this, this is going be. into week ten. Yeah, oh, this God. should be McKinley week. Yeah, Eesh. real quiet week ten for one. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Put a damper on that, didn't it's it? Gone. Yeah. Gone quick. It has gone quick. Yeah. Real quick. Um. What else? Oh yeah. Uh. Your point about the corners bailing, not bailing. Uh. I think. Hoover Hoover bailed a lot, and I think yeah. we were nailing them with that little five yard hitch, mm-hmm. come back, per, the yeah. short routes. Really like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love it too because at least like when I played, and I things have changed so much. I almost hate saying this. Yeah, you know, I feel like a guy from the seventies talking every time I talk about when I played because you got a lot of gray hair. So you yeah, I know, but like. Things have changed so much, it seems like. They have. Since when we played. Mm-hmm. Thank God. At least when we played, a five-yard hitch is like, yeah, we'll give you that. We'll give you that. As a, as a corner, as a defensive back, as a defense, in general, it's like, ah, eh, we'll give you that. Whatever. Come up, make a play, hold them to five. Mm-hmm. Hold them to six. Hold them to seven. They won't do it very much. And honestly, teams don't do it very much. But I feel like there are teams where you could march down the field throwing five-yard hitches. I mean, yeah. if you go back to 
Longwell sophomore year. Yeah, we did yep. that. We did that like we ran that. Only. We ran a five yard hitch a lot. It was that before was, that was a money play. It was back before we really got into that strong vertical offense. We were still young. We had yeah. a young quarterback. We Our had, receiving core was was good, different. but not experienced. So then we had what? Adric Ford, Austin Kutcher, and Trayvon Morgan. Trayvon Morgan. A junior uh, year Trayvon Morgan, which, which I attest is, is he very, was nothing more than a six foot six body. Pretty yes, he grew a lot from yeah. junior to senior year, and we would just nail those five yard hitches, throwing mm-hmm. high and away to Trayvon Morgan, and it's hard to defend. Won a lot of games that way. So you're kind of making teams bite up, bite up, bite up, and mm-hmm. with our speed, teams don't want to bite up. Or if they do, they usually, you know, have an, Safety ex- help an extra guy over top. They're yeah. usually bracketing over top, which that stinks because now yeah. it's like now you're kind of taking away both, but we'll run against you. Yep. Or we'll throw cross. You know, but we have other stuff. Two on one, we have numbers somewhere else. That's what we need to. But attack. if we force you into a bracket, we have other stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. I I loved that we were just throwing some of those short routes because these teams respect our speed. Hoover knew they couldn't. Guard Ballard deep. They can't guard Lamp deep. They they just can't do it one on one. They have to give up that five yard route. Have to mm-hmm. do it until they stop it. Exactly. You know, and make them change their defense. How they want to change it? I mean, I don't know. If you just bring your corners up, all right, good luck. We'll run past you. If you completely change it, you know, whatever. I, I'm not the OC. I don't know. But when they change, yeah, it's going to be something that we we like you know we're forcing their hand mm-hmm. and i like the fact that we can force their hand by nailing some of those short routes that's something that i think with most teams really against us football comes down to you have 11 guys we have 11 guys predominantly at least one of our 11 is going to be better than the guy you have matched up over your 11 mm-hmm. so when you bring help to him you have a two-on-one which means if you take our one guy and your two guys out of the equation, we now play 10 on 9, right? That's how my back of the napkin math works. Yeah. So you need to find well, usually, that. Usually yeah. defenses have a plus one. Yeah. Because a lot of offenses don't incorporate the quarterback as a threat. But Correct. But still, in general, you have But those you plan numbers. for that. Yes. So now you're back to even yeah. or your plus one theoretically. So even we take away those numbers. So now it's nine on nine. You just find, well, it's nine on nine now. They're going to try and take away something else that we do. So they're probably going to have a plus one there. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a minus one somewhere else. So it's on the... There's o- always an advantage somewhere. Exactly. There's always, there's always something that the defense <clears throat> is giving up when they overplay something else. And Hoover came in. They're like, all right, we're going to load up the box. We're going to run a kind of cloud coverage-ish on the two receivers take away the tag screen. And our backside corner, he's just going to have to line up at six, backpedal to ten. Yeah. Dude was bailing. Bail at the snap. Yeah. He was bailing and before the snap. Was, was usually. I like I. I like that they try to hide it, though. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things I look at. Pre-snap, Hank mm-hmm. is staring at the box. He's looking at how we're lined up. He's looking up how they're lined up. I'm looking at the corners. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what they're doing. And I remember they Rob pointed it out. He's like, watch this. Very early in the <laughs> game, their corners lined up at four yards off Ballard, mm-hmm. facing him. Straight up, nose-to-nose Meat facing Morgan. Ballard. And I'm like, 
okay, that's bold. <laughs> Let's see what happens. We get halfway through our cadence, and that corner is 12 yards deep. Fucking backwards. Yeah. He's already flipped his hips. And see, that's what, and that's what you have to do. Like, mm-hmm. and so like, I mean, we know that Catrone knows that. So I mean, it's not you're not disguising anything when you're doing it that early. Um, you know, some teams can get away with it if you time it up really well. You open your hips, you're gone at the snap. You know, yeah, maybe you'll fool us, but I still like our chances of either outrunning you with our play or throwing that five yard hitch. So yeah. Um. And that five-yard hitch to Ballard on the backside, which was open all night, that's something we just... It's there on the backside of all our run plays. Mm-hmm. And predominantly, that's like it's that's up to Catrone. You know, he can either hand it off on the run play called, throw it out to the tag screen to the two guys, or throw it to the hitch backside. And remember, Ballard almost almost cleared one, did he not? Ah, uh, He was like up the sideline. He was like just in there. Yeah. Oh. I... It, it's a damn shame he was wearing white shoes. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of rough. I mean, I, as a fan, like, you want to be like, oh, Zebra doesn't know what he's talking about. But, like, in the back of your head, you're like, eh, he probably stepped out of bounds right there. Oh, but he was it so was close. on the far sideline, and I remember looking at the replay. And, I and you couldn't, did. you never saw him step out. But just where he was relative to the field, yeah, he, mm. he had to. I was like, he had to have stepped out, right? I wasn't mad and at the, the ref. The ref was yeah. right. The ref yeah. was right there. He saw it. I'm sure. But yeah, it was just one of those like weird things where you never saw him step out, but it seemed like he was out. But ah, there was one step where it was Listen, like, "Ooh, there's white. There's white. Uh, there's no green in between." You Funny might angle. It's like you might break one that way, though. You know, yeah. so he was it's close. close. It's close. Hey. I'm not mad at it. Uh, if Do it again. <laughs> I was going to say, if that's something that defense wants to give us give us all night because their corner can't handle it, then by all means, we will take it. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I mean, you want to take away Ballard, you want to take away our other two receivers, Lamp and Martavian, then we got Trell up the middle just gashing you. What is he averaging, 10-something yards I carry? Think he, that, that specific game, yeah. I well, was, he was I, averaging yeah. like four. At some point, I don't know. I read some article that they did on this team coming up, and just looking at the stat line, I laughed. He hmm. ran for 200 yards on 13 carries, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. And like I said, it's not like he's just. It's not like the defense is you know has a plus one and he's just being a dude. I mean, he is a dude, but he's following his blocking. He's As finding a, a crease. And he's just gone. He's a scary sophomore. Dude's a dude. I got no other way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I remember looking at this offseason. They had him listed at 200 pounds, which I thought was... I didn't think he was 200 pounds. I thought you he was... You think they were fudging it a little bit up? No, no, I don't think they were lying. I'm just saying I, he didn't look like he was 200 pounds when I was when I was looking at him. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him listed at 200... Because you know we're we're pretty accurate with the numbers because right. all of these numbers get sent off to colleges and we you know we're showing them on our huddle and everything and it, it's got to be pretty accurate because be close. yeah it's got to be close because you know they they res- they respect us for showing all that stuff they listed him at two hundred pounds and I was seeing some of his off season workouts mm-hmm. and I was like man he's moving like that at and he's two hundred whoa. Ouchie. Uh-oh. Huh. 
Uh-oh. Choo-choo. Look out for this guy. <laughs> I know he's a sophomore, and it's going to take him a little bit to learn everything. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he he was a starter last year yeah. as a freshman. He's got so good vision. He's got experience. But I was like, uh-oh, watch out for this guy. Watch out. That's something we noticed at the Booster Club that I uh, didn't notice. No, that's something during the game I noticed. That, oh, man, he got good vision. So... Finds a hole on on power. Yeah, I know you said this a hundred times, but he just. Kept, I am it, it still kept, impressed. It kept happening. Yeah. Yeah. On power, you're more or less reading it as a running back. You're reading front side a gap. If that's taken away, then you'll look to b gap where your okay. lineman is pulling through. Yeah. Right. So you started a you started a gap. Yeah, you started a gap and then you go to b gap. Normal, no. almost all no. the time, a gap is taken away. So that, but you started a. Would that be under the pulling guard? A, uh, outside of the guard B, where is he pulling to? So is he you're looking at play the, side A gap where the yeah. guard is pulling to. The guard is pulling to. No, guard's pulling to B to gap. B. But you're looking at the A gap just inside that. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at that. So it'd be inside of the guard or inside of the pulling guard. Yes. Is I is, think. Or yeah. just behind the pulling guard. You're looking at behind the pulling guard. Would be B. Yeah. Just behind the. Okay. No, no, no. You're not following the guard. First read is the double team inside the hole. On the note. Yeah. Ooh. So you're creating. Okay, a, yeah. You kind of create. I get a what ledge. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're, you're saying. So you're ledge. looking inside first, a. and then you're looking to follow yeah. the pulling guard. You got the guard beat. Gotcha. So you're right. creating a, a two man wedge, kind of. A, a double team. Yes. That'd be your, double, that's yeah. your A. Yeah. yeah. So your guards, yeah. your guard and center are down. Yes, and that's your A. That's your tackle guard. Your tackle your guard are okay. down. You're looking behind that, and, and you're, then, yes. you're replacing with the pull guard. Yep. So you're looking there first, and then you're looking to follow your guard yeah. to daylight. Mm-hmm. All right. Trail hit it at least four or five times on backside A. Backside A gap where the guard was pulling from, and there was a what? There was a wall. Now, <laughs> so what is that nose doing? The nose that uh, he is he. F- <laughs> Because we're we're theoretically yeah. blocking him into the backside A. So yes, the the nose technically the. I think they lined up with double twos a lot. They actually like they lined up their interior defensive linemen like a yard or two off the line of scrimmage, which At, okay. But in what um, I don't know, double twos. So both head up on the guards. Double twos. Yeah. So who is our center and guard working up to? Uh, they just, no, the center they, and guard aren't working up to anybody. They're getting that two? The, the tackle and the guard are working up to backside linebacker. Center is working backside. Backside, backside two? Back, yeah, backside two oh, so he's just to pro- replace the okay, pulling so he's guard. Just, he's replacing. Okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah. That un, that explains why your backside A is open. Though. Yes. I was assuming there was a nose. No, no, And no. we were still running backside A. No, no. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. So they're going back to backside two. Now, as a defense, you see the pulling linemen. They're working away from it. Yeah. When, as an offense, when you pull a lineman, you're subtracting a gap from that side, adding one to where he's pulling to. As a defense, you're defending gaps. So you want to pull a defender, follow the pulling lineman, right, to yeah. to keep account for the gaps. Fill the hole. Yeah, so your linebacker's scraping over yeah. to B-gap. The proper way you would want to defend it is to have your backside linebacker scrape over the double team of the guard and the tackle to attack the pulling guard. Yeah. So that vacates space, which should otherwise be filled by some other defender that you have coming from somewhere else that 
this is where a lot of defenses differ on how they want to defend everything. Short version is they left space there that you normally don't see is a running back running power. And Trell saw that and he attacked it a lot. Yeah. I think he attacked it like four or five times. At least to me it looked like that. And he gashed him. Um I didn't realize that they ran the double twos like you're saying. Yeah. And that makes a lot more sense yes. than for me. Um Coach Moore even pointed out, like, he he always shows highlights of the previous game. He put two up there of trail hitting backside A-gap. And, like you said, it's not something that they really teach you to do, but Trell's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, him, Martavian, and we've seen a couple – Martavian this year, and we've seen other guys in the past that just have this football IQ or just a feel for the game that yeah. they know what to do. You know what I mean? Like they're just a football player. I I have no other way to explain it. They just that's who they are. And Trell he he attacked where the defense wasn't something that we haven't seen a lot, but it's going to be effective and it's going to be hard to stop in the future. Yeah, I mean he's got his chance and he's going out there and proving it. Um, I think uh, we we also rep Beasley quite yeah. quite a bit at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, his stats aren't quite as good. Um, but he he's our number two back right now because of when Benson went down. Uh, I think earlier in the year Beasley was also our number two back ahead of Wattrell. I believe so. Um, so you know he's getting some experience. He hasn't had a lot of carries this year. Um, but he's definitely a serviceable uh, serviceable back for us, and uh, you know we're getting him some reps. But, uh, you know, I think Wiltrell is just, you know, kind of pulled away as, as the lead back. And, uh, you know, I, I would expect us to just ride him out He's had out. He's had not necessarily lead back, but, like, a lot of carries for, the, what, last three games since McKinley? Yeah, he's, he's still been splitting carries, but I think, you know, I know you can't look at everything on paper. Yeah. But I think just on paper, it, it shows that he is our lead back. I mean, his yards per carry are you know, I do way have, higher than I do have those on-paper stats, courtesy of our good friend Andrew Heck, uh, sometimes co-host of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Has for, been for the last three games, 41 carries, 449 yards, seven touchdowns, which is good for 10.95 yards per carry. Jeez. Yeah, which over a multi-game span is ridiculous yeah because you you could have one game where you accidentally broke off two long runs and it completely skews your stats but when you're doing it over multiple games that that's an average yeah that that actually comes down to being an average get a first down kid every time you run it yeah so i mean (laughs) that's you know that's scary that's that shows how our line has really come together Mm -hmm. since then because, uh, you know, earlier in the year, I don't think Wiltrell was getting 10 yards to carry. No. Um, so, I mean, I think our line is gelling. We're getting things put together. We're getting our game plan put together around all of that. And, you know, he's getting the experience he needs. He's learning the offense. And uh, Trone know. knows to go with, knows to go, knows where to go with the ball. Words are hard. Um, on our tag mm-hmm. stuff, 
to keep the defense honest and to keep them defending that entire 53 and a third yeah. to open up the run game for mm-hmm. Trell. And was it you or Heck that gave the, the Jameer Thomas sophomore year? Uh, Heck was the one that made the comparison. Yeah. I haven't seen the numbers. Yeah, I haven't either, but I trust Heck with that. Accor- Heck. According to Heck. Big numbers guy. I, I hate saying this out looking myself. Mm-hmm. Eh, but without it's Heck. Heck said that um, Wiltrell is close to Jameer's sophomore running back numbers. In four games? With, you know, a lot less carries. Yeah. A lot, you know, because it's a shortened season to begin with. And uh, he's been splitting carries a lot more than Jameer was at mm-hmm. the time. So, um, supposedly he is close to Jameer's sophomore running back numbers also as a sophomore, but with less carries. This past game, he had a very Jameer senior game against Glen Oak-like. You mm-hmm. remember that? Where we just... It was at Glen Oak, 2018, where Jameer just ran all over him. I think he averaged like mm-hmm. 15 yards a carry. Yeah. And we pulled him at halftime. And at the end of this game, it, their numbers were almost identical. It was wild. I think he averaged like 15.3 yards a carry, Will Trell did against Hoover. But not to be outdone was Martavian, who averaged a cool 15.7 on his mm. jet sweeps. No, there it is. Yeah. Uh, we talked about before, you know, getting dudes the ball. How do you how do you scheme up getting your players' touches? That right there ain't bad. You know, when he goes in motion like that, I think a lot of the def- a lot of the times the defense is expecting that. It don't matter sometimes. I think he got it, what, three, four times? Still averaged 15 yards a carry and got a touchdown out of it. I'm not mad. Yeah, I mean, he's, like we talked about, he's a great football player. He just seems to know what to do. Mm-hmm. It just seems like there's always a slight advantage of him over just other guys. Um, I remember on that touchdown play that he ran, one of, one of Hoover's, players, linebacker, safety, had, had a good chance of tackling him. Yeah. I'm not calling it a clean shot because it was, you know, eight, ten yards downfield or something, but, and just whiffed <laughs> because Martavian's, he's just so shifty, mm-hmm. you know, he, you think you have him lined up and then you don't. He didn't just whiff, Martavian made him whiff. Yeah, it's just, you think you have this guy lined up and, you know, how many times have we seen this year? He gets the ball on a jet sweep or a screen or you, you see him coming across and it's like, man, this, this could get blown up. Mm-hmm. He makes one guy miss. And the next thing you know, it's a eight yard game or he makes the next guy miss. And it's a 20 yard game. Like where he goes all the way. It, he's just, he's just shifty and a great football player. He, he's just hard to get on the ground. It's hard for the average high school defender to line him up and tackle him. Even when it looks like they should have, it's just still tough. And, you know, that's one of those – he's one of those kids. You just give him the ball in space and just let him work. Just, yeah. hey, go be a dude. Go be a dude. And full circle, when he's on defense, he's blowing up plays. In the exact opposite. Yeah. He knows exactly where the ball's going. He I, makes great plays. I can't count how many times I've seen him blow up a screen, come mm-hmm. down, blow up a bubble screen. It, just – he has this football IQ and this instinct for the ball that I can't remember the last time I've seen somebody with that. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a very smart 
person in general, but he's also a very smart football player. And I mean, it shows. I mean, like you're talking about with some of those screenplays, those bubble screens, we're calling a coverage that allows him to do that. Mm. A lot of times we're, I don't know what they call it anymore, but uh, it's like a cover three, but clouds of yeah, corner stays so, down and plays the bubble. It's, I think I tried explaining this to you at one of the games, but like we, we also called it, we called it a cloud, I think yeah. when we played and we did it against teams that were known to running screens mm-hmm. and we would roll the, we would roll the corner down and still run a cover three. So like his responsibility is to go make that play, but it's still a really tough play for the average corner to make. Usually you just ask them to like slow it down until your Sam can get there. Yeah. But he is blowing up screens, and he's making plays against McKinley. They tried to run the the QB. I don't know if it was a read or QB power. Mm-hmm. What a, they ran the QB towards him, and Martavian blew it up in the backfield. And he's just one of those types of players where it's like, don't run towards him. Yeah, he is not your average high school corner. It, he will make a play. I can't remember if it was Iggy or Benny, but Martavian was on the backside of a trips formation, which more or less means he's manned up on the receiver his side. And mm-hmm. they tried to run a screen to that backside, to the to the running back, I think, whatever. What, whatever they ran, it was a screen going towards Martavian's way, but not his responsibility whatsoever. Yeah. And he just snuffed it out. And it was just... Uh, ducked under a couple blockers and there to blow up the play. And that's just the kind of dude he is. He he just makes plays. I have nothing else to like... I, I have no other, way to, no other way to describe it than he's just a dude. Yeah, there's just instincts that you can't coach. You just can't coach that. You can tell any kid on the field, you know, what their responsibility is. You know, what they should do on a certain play with a certain coverage and a certain formation. But being able to sniff out, you know, screen or when teams are going to do certain things, you know, that's just high IQ. And he's one of those type of players that he's able to do things that not everyone else can do. And I, it seems like our entire defense going first full circle with this is that kind of player. But we just don't have the time to sit here and name off every one of them and name off every play they've made mm-hmm. because they've all made so many. They're just all dudes. Like I, Brawley, Clark, Miller, Woolard, um, oh, little forty-eight Harris, back. Billman, Billman, yes, Billman, Billman's making. He's a real, players. real heady player. <laughs> On paper. Absolutely nothing special about him whatsoever. On paper, there's no reason why he's out there. Yeah. Just be honest. I'm sorry. That's not nothing personal. If anything, it's a kudos. good... It's a, yeah, kudos. Yes. yes. <laughs> kudos because on paper, it doesn't make sense of why you play as much as you do. He's like, what, 200 pounds? Two something? Not huge. He's two, not huge. 210? He nose. 200, nose 210. We if, haven't, he if, hasn't been playing nose If you told me 5'2", 140, I'd believe it. <laughs> so... So the thing is, he, ever since Harris has come back and Turpin hasn't been playing as much on defense, um, Billman has not been playing the nose as much for us. Okay. We've had him at end a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But okay. still, on paper, on paper, it's like, hey, well, you know. Maybe we should yeah, run that. That's a weak link right there. No, it's not. <laughs> no, Jones it's not. <laughs> Heads up player. Makes plays. 
You know, he's got the heart to go out there and do stuff. Incredible get off, by the way. He's beating Lyman mm-hmm. to where, to the spot. Like, oh yeah, that's a big part of his game. Is he's just getting off the ball so fast that the linemen can't block him? They don't have the think, time to do it. I think Coach Moore said that at least he's two or three he's weeks. mentioned it a few times. Like, yeah, he's made it a point to point out Billman. And I gotta watch him more. Kid is making plays. Yeah, but I mean, like you said in general, our defense as a whole. I mean, yeah. it's it's just outstanding. Yeah. You know, I think lights out is the word that I say every single time on the podcast. So I got to make sure to get that in. They have been lights out. You know, I keep seeing on Facebook what their what their statistics are, and I forget. But it's come on, Bob. Ah, I'm. Can I just throw out random numbers? I can and, get and them up. I, you can do it confidently. If I I'll say it, it confident, will you believe it? Yeah. All right. I, just, I think. I, pull them up. I think the they're averaging like forty five yards on the ground and a hundred and thirty nine total yards per game. Uh, give me one second. See, so you didn't say you confident. No, I'm going to say you. it confident again. No, I say that one. Okay. So people know so that people I'm. Know that people know. People know. Got it. Know, I'm second. pulling this. I'm pulling this out of thin air. Yeah. And now I'm going to say it confident, so you can believe it. They're okay. only giving up forty some yards per game on the right, on the go. run. Holy hell! And here 139 yards total. 139 total. That's mm. that black storm defense, baby. That's the black storm. That's that deep. <laughs> Jim, you, got, defense. Jim, you got One the real second. numbers yet? Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, in general, our defense has been amazing, and you know, it's a unit. It takes an entire unit. And it's, people would love to talk about individual players, and we have some people that, okay. uh, you know, are just outstanding individually. But that, that doesn't matter. As a defense, you have to work as a unit, and that's what we do great. Our secondary has been great. Our linebackers are doing a really good job. Our defensive line is outstanding. So. I think just as a as a unit, you know, I'll put them up against any offense in the state. And Coach go. McConnell, hold on, Jim. Okay. The, the scheme, Coach is McConnell and Coach um, Lino up in the box, calling an incredible game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just having a having a system that I know we don't like to blitz a lot. We've been doing it a lot more this year, but. Our, our preference is to kind of like sit back and let dudes play fast. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to be a really good teacher, a really good game planner, a really good scouter to you know show the kids, hey, what can we expect? What can what's this team going to throw at us? And then have the they have the confidence in you that you're going to call a good game. And they've been just incredible on as far as I can tell on the scouting end, on the you know the game calling end and. These kids, they could just come out there and play Black Swarm defense. Yeah, I mean, the unit is so good. The scheme has been working so well. Uh, I know the one thing that we kind of have been, <clears throat> just what I've noticed during the games of what we've been feeling, what I've been hearing other people saying, uh, mostly Matt, <laughs> the most vocal of us. <laughs> um, Understatement. The most pessimistic. But... I, I agree with this aspect that it seems like a lot of the times we've given up big plays or chunk plays this year. It's been when the quarterbacks had time to just sit back there and your coverage can only hold up for so long, right? Right. It doesn't matter if this is peewee, high school, college, NFL. Your coverage can only hold up for so long. I think our coverage has been so good this year that I agree with the fact that we can blitz teams. Mm-hmm. Blitz them. Heat them up. Send it them. works because what's I, that? What's that play that I like? Engage eight. Engage eight. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Engage eight. It's been on every Madden. 
Yeah, since it I came know. out. Since it came out. Um, I think that, a lot of I think that we can blitz teams because our coverage is so good. Yeah. If your coverage was a little bit shaky, you'd understand it. Get natural pressure. We have guys like Ward and Miller. <laughs> they can Harris. They get pressure. Billman, he's getting in the backfield. But I think this year with the teams we've played so far, I completely understand why we have mm-hmm. been blitzing more than normal and why we can blitz more than normal because guys just don't get open early. No. It's only when you let them run around for 10 seconds against the zone that they eventually find a soft spot. And it still takes a good throw to make that happen. I have no issue with us heating Send heating teams up because I don't think that's really backfired against us much. No. I know there's the threat of screens, which we've been lucky to kind of mm-hmm. blow up when Hell, teams have tried them. We almost had an interception. You know, if if a team Last has game. tried one, it's been ineffective or yeah. it's been against. Billman, Billman, I think, almost had an interception. He got up screen. and then almost caught the damn thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm perfectly fine with us. You know, heating teams up, send the blitz because so far, no team has shown that they can get open early enough to avoid a blitz. Yeah, we've got we have dudes on the back end that we can just you know nut up. We're, we're on a man coverage. And we're sending the house. My favorite, my second favorite play in football is cover zero. I still have a, a side that I think you can base a defense out of that against most any team in the state, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, we, we, we had that discussion a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, we've had yeah, that, the we've had that a lot. We not? We've had that a lot. I thought you like uh, you know came to a realization. Epiphany. Yeah, I thought you like came to a realization when you no, we we won't put that on. Okay, there. we'll talk about it later. It's. <laughs> Most teams. Well, you want to. I wanna, said all teams. Now I'm saying most teams. You want to. There was there were certain people that have tried that in the past, and it, it bit them in the butt. It, it's what it is. Oh, that epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Just something to look at. I I yeah. don't disagree with it because I mm-hmm. do think cover I, zero or or just cover one. Is yeah. that the one you know that what? I I drew up because yes. I thought it was amazing? Yes. Jim invented cover zero. I did not invent a week zero. ago. He thought he invented cover zero. No. Um, it's just genius. It's just genius. Uh, so, I agree with if you. Got it is tough because offenses don't see it very often. That's my entire and philosophy behind it. It's like the wing T. As a receiver, also yes. kind of yes, kind of on the same point. Yeah. So, when I played at, as a receiver, one team back in my day, back in my day. 1974. It was a little bit different because we weren't trained very well on how to beat press coverage. Mm-hmm. And once teams figure that out, that's all they did against us. But <laughs> um, we weren't very well trained against press coverage. And it, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough trying to run a route when a guy's punching you in the head the whole way. So that's my entire. Point so I understand the whole concept is, zero is you throw it at a team that's not used to doing mm-hmm. that. You, you, you got a point. I, te- I teach you my corners. Point. That's the day one install. That's the technique they're learning from so day what one. Are you teaching? Any of them. Any of them. Okay. Any, I teach any corner from day one how to play press man cover zero. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be better at it than your average high schooler is. Yeah. Uh, average high school receiver is on how to beat press covers I absolutely, because they don't. I absolutely agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the elephant in the room is you get beat one time and it's seven points. She gone. Shh. That's we, okay. We, we don't talk about that. Yeah. 
No. That's why that's why my offense is actually why scoring you, you too. Yeah. So your your defense is a good offense. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> no, my defense is a good defense. Okay. To keep up for to playing the law of averages here, that's my offense. Okay. I'm gonna outscore more than you break. All right. You wanna you wanna before I start rattling these off. No, go you, ahead, Jim. We're we're done here. Um you wanna you wanna guess on the average? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. I was gonna say, what's the average per rush yards against I, us? I don't know. One point nine. Yes. He he. Saw so it. okay. So for the people that didn't hear that because he didn't say that no microphone because yeah. you said it in the other room, Jim. What? Yeah. One nine. One point nine yards 9. per carry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. One point nine. That so that's over our whole year week so far. Yeah. Wow. Not um, bad. Rushing yards overall. Yes. Plus or minus five hundred. Jim, I don't want to play the guessing game. 495, yeah. huh? Yeah. Okay, not bad. How about um, pass yards per game? 842. Per game? Oh, no. Guys are putting up 842 no. per game against my us, fault. huh? My fault. Wow. No. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I take never, back everything we said about our defense. My fault. Um, average per pass is 5.4. Average pass yards per game, Jimothy. I right, don't have that. Matt, 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 Hank, just take 892 and divide it by... We don't have that. 10? 8? 8? 9? 9? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? 8? Average per game passing yards, I think we played. All right, what was the total? 842. 842? Yeah. We've we've played eight <sighs> games. Got to get out the calculator. That's One of those is not right. We've played eight, eight games. 842 divided by 8 is 105. Looks like your back of the napkin math is wrong, mm-hmm. Rob. 842 divided by 8 is 105. Point oh three or 0.25. <laughs> really? You're trying to pull out decimals now? I knew it wasn't even. Well, no, but it's still 105. <laughs> well, it wasn't even. Rounds to 105. It wasn't 105 even. All right. Whatever. Teams are averaging 61 yards a game rushing on us. Okay. And 105 passing. And 105. Wow. It's not bad. Mm-mm. It's uh, not bad work by the Black Swarm defense. Horrible work by our statistician. James Matigley. Sorry. But, uh, what do you want? But not bad work by the Black Swarm defense. Oh, my fault. My Jim, fault. he wants a refreshment. Clearly. <laughs> my Lord. fault. I thought you were trying to get a phone. I don't want your phone. My fault. That'll get me in trouble. All righty. Moving along. Anybody else got anything else left to say on Hoover? Ashby's a dude. Everybody else sucks. Fed can suck it. We'll win the Fed uh, Federal League title in a couple weeks here. Hopefully we get to finish the Fed. Before that, we got to get through this Westerville team. Yes, yes we do. Westerville, we've actually played them twice. Um, two thousand one and two thousand two. Say confidently. Sounds right. And we beat them like forty-five to seven, or if you said it confidently, yeah, I'd believe. I think it, it was like two thousand one, two thousand two. Still not enough confidence there, but yes, we played them twice back in the early two thousands. Chevis. Oh, I know. Shoved it to him both times. Pretty mm-hmm. good. So, 
now we got them. They are undefeated coming into the season, although they haven't really played much. And the amount of points they've given up to teams is actually surprising. Uh, given oh, up. What? They've, they've given up plus 21 at least four times. If 28, I 41, 28, 20, 24, 28, 29. Yeah. They, they they gave up 20 points to a 1 and 7 team. Didn't they have a shootout like week yeah. or two ago? Big Walnut. Yeah. Week 2. Week 2, my fault. Well, more than a week or two ago, whatever. Yeah. Uh they won 50 to 41 and Big Walnut finished 4 and 5. Hmm. Not great. Made the playoffs and but won a game. They made the playoffs. <laughs> they made the playoffs. <laughs> they got immediately destroyed. Congratulations. Here's your participation trophy. You were in the 2020 OSHA football season. The everybody made the gets, playoffs. Everybody gets to play. Playoffs. Yes. All right. Um, I guess we could start on their offense. Not going to go through all of the players just to save you some time. Uh, offensive line averages just below 270, so a little bit bigger size than you know we've seen with Worcester. Worcester. Hoover. Hoover. It's been a long night. It's been a long night, folks. He just doesn't remember Hoover exists. It's like Timken in his mind, I think. It's been absorbed know. or something by Worcester. I, <laughs> all right. It's it, two-syllable double O. I was close. Moving along. Neither of them want to play us. Exactly. All right. Moving Both on. of them did have a contract at some point, right? Moving on. They got a senior. They got a couple seniors, a couple juniors, one sophomore on the line. The sophomore actually that um, the coaches think is a pretty good lineman. They run very predominantly spread. Actually, Coach Morris said this is the first real like air raid team we've ever seen. Uh, a lot of four verts, a lot of drive, a lot of wide crosser, a lot of screens too. Not much run game, but it's still there enough to keep you honest. And their running backs a dude do. Well, dude for opponents. So tight ends, not even worth mentioning. Uh, running back, uh, Brandon Armstrong, junior, 5'7", 165. Measurable's not great, but he's got good speed, real shifty. Likes to bounce it. Uh, he likes to cut back. They like to get him the ball. He's, they like to put him out in the route a lot. You know, he's a scat back, runs swing routes, get him the screen. Uh, receivers, their junior, number two, 5'11", 170, committed to Penn State. He's got some speed to him. They like to feed him the ball a lot. Their X and their Y, 14 and 6, they like to keep him on the same side. So X always plays on the offensive left, Y always plays on the offensive right. It, that's another kind of air ready aspect. Uh, let's see here. And then their quarterback, Peter Pedrozo, my paisano, 5'11", 185. Great decision maker, uh, compact release. He gets the ball out quick. He's, in Coach Moore's opinion, he's the best throwing quarterback we've seen so far. So, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen him be an athlete a lot, so I might put Ashby as the better overall high school QB, but they like what this guy does. He throws a pretty ball. He throws some deep balls. He throws them over the middle. He gets to the screen quick. 
he's a dude. And I think our best bet is going to be either getting to him quick or covering his guys out wide. Um, just real quick, defensively, they run a 3-4. They like to stay in their odd front. They'll change up a little bit. But they predominantly play... The coaches thought it was quarters. They were trying to figure it out. But so they argued for like a couple hours about it. Yeah, they went back and forth for a little bit. But they play a loose man coverage. Corners and safeties playing man. Linebackers underneath playing the run fits, playing zone. Weird defense. Rob, you're giving me a look. My look was that we couldn't distinguish what they ran, not what they were running. The fact that we couldn't figure it out is kind of an kind of an odd situation. Um, which is, it just means that they run it weird. That's yeah. it, nothing against us not being able to figure it out. I'm, if what I'm saying is if we can't figure it out right off the bat, they are doing something kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, quarters coverage kind of turns into man if everybody runs deep. Ours was always after. Yeah, every it, it every depended. defense has it their... Depended, but basically, if yeah. both guys ran vertical for more than five-ish yards, mm-hmm. it turned into man. Yeah. Uh, but that that's not abnormal. No. So that's that's, they, that's they how must, quarters is. That's they how... must be doing something even more weird than that. And it's... Yeah. It's weird. Because you have your safeties... You have them backed off sitting at... Uh, I think what's this picture that they had on the scouting book? You have them sitting back off at six, seven yards, but they're playing man on the number two receiver. The safety's at six or seven yards? Yeah. Oh, that'd be tough for quarters. It's covered. Yeah. I, yeah. That'd be tough for quarters. <laughs> I, mean, I don't it, know anything about football. It, Rob's like, oh, that's, that's well, that'd be tough. <laughs> I imagine they don't do that every time. Well, seven or eight, actually. Okay. That is, I guess at eight, yeah. if you had some dudes. But. I mean, Dudes. you could look at it like six would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> six would be rough. But they play them. Um, I mean, I could see how they like look. They would look at this and see a very just aggressive kind of quarters coverage. Yeah. But no, they just play off man. Let the linebackers underneath operate like they would zone. It's a really, really weird kind of coverage. I think uh, Witten Woods actually in 2017. Mm-hmm. Ran something kind of like this. Oh, except theirs was except a, for there was press man punching us in the face at the line. A lot more aggressive. <laughs> random. A <laughs> lot more. Yes. Random tidbit. Uh, Winton Woods is number one in their region down there. Just saying. Good for them. good for them. We're not on them now. I'm they just were, saying. Hey, they were one of the best teams in the state last year and didn't make the playoffs. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um. Damn shame it wasn't COVID last hey, year. Hey, Hank, yeah. Hank, watch your phone. Oh, my fault. God. Heads up. It's a, it's incredible. The man doesn't know what the, the universal signal for I want a phone is. <laughs> the claw I, is not a universal symbol for the phone. It's I want something. Your vibrate sounds weird. <laughs> uh, You're right. It does. <laughs> um, it is custom. Yeah. It's not a bad custom vibrate. Anywho. So, yeah, they run three down, four linebackers. Um like to walk down one of the outside backers, get him on the line. There's Sam, 5'9", 185. Their Mike is 5'10", 210. Their Will, 5'10", 215. Their Jack Backer, which is like our OB, Caden Willard, he's 6'1", 185. 
Speed guy runs plays down from the back <laughs> side. They they don't have playmakers on defense. Their safeties, like we talked about, who are going to be in man coverage against our inside guys. Uh, so we got a sophomore, six foot one sixty, and then a junior, five seven one sixty five. Hmm. Not a lot of size. Yeah, seems to be a matchup we can take an advantage of. Um, here corners, senior five eleven one seventy, and senior five seven one fifty five. I think they're going to have a matchup problem there. Yeah. Well, they give a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're giving up 30 points to teams that didn't make the playoffs this year in a year when everybody made the playoffs. So they opted out? Ooh, that's bad. No, Jim, I'm just kind of throwing that up. Well, I, I'm making I forget whatever. The, I forget the stat, but Heck sent us something about how many big plays this defense has given up, mm-hmm. and it oh, was a lot. Yeah. It was like 13. They've given up. 13 plus 20 or something. Say it better. 13 plus 20. They, they've Say given it up, better. They've given up 13 pass plays over 20 yards this year. Was it just pass plays or plays in general? Uh, I think it was pass. Okay. I read it as... I yeah. thought it was only pass. But right. point, they've given a lot of given up yeah. a lot of big plays. Yeah. And that that's going to happen when you play more or less a slow play cover zero like they do. Yeah. Um, now that's not to take away from the point earlier I made about playing cover zero as a base because they're playing off and I want to play press. Yeah, if you're going to play zero, you need to blitz and press. Yes. Well, a lot. Not every time. But no, no, no. No, no. That's your base. You you have a lot of change-ups in there. Don't give the quarterback time. Exactly. Yeah. And, a, and the receiver a free release. So. But what it appears to be that they're doing is that they're giving the quarterback time and the receiver a free release. Yes. So. So I guess my question. Ballard's going to be nice off to the races. My question would be, you know, how involved are the safeties in the run? And do they always stay in that traditional formation? Or if we put Ballard in the slot, would they switch up? If they're running man, they're running man. Yeah. Would they take their best defender and follow receivers? Or are they going to stay corners outside, safeties inside? I'm sure they're hmm. going to see the matchup of a, us having... What's Ballard? A three-star, four-star? Four. Four-star. Four Borderline five. Yeah. They're going to see our five-star receiver and probably going to want to put their best matchup over him and just mirror him the entire game. So that's definitely something we could take advantage of. Um, I think overall... What happens when teams go three by one? Then they go... Does the Sam match up, or do they bump a safety over? I haven't seen much on them. I'm not sure. I'm sure they have their own solution to that particular problem because Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily an uncommon... Because you can't disguise... No. Cover four for man if it's three by one. No, no, you really can't, especially if it's, if it's straight man. It, unless the Sams, <laughs> unless they just like decide to revert to straight quarters. But I, I, I really don't know. Um, we haven't seen a lot on them. No, I. To be honest, I'm just kind of coasting until we get past Perry. Yeah, but, but I mean this this team has a decent offense. Yeah, I watched. When you ran through their offense, they put up a lot of big numbers this year. Yeah, they haven't played 
you know, a super tough schedule. I watched a highlight tape from one game that their quarterback posted. Mm-hmm. It's a highlight tape. It's only from one game. And so you're saying he didn't really put any bad plays in? I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he had a bad play in this game. <laughs> he was like 13 of 15 for 400. Yeah, do the math. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, for what? I I hope everybody could like hear my facial expression for that because. <laughs> oh. Did you just say fifteen for four hundred? Thirteen of fifteen for I don't know if it was okay. four, I don't know if it was four hundred, but it was a it lot. was a lot. It was a lot. I think I saw that stat line. You're not exaggerating that much. Yeah, I mean they have like I think hex. <laughs> of course, hex on it. Supplied all this, but they have like twenty five hundred passing yards on the year, which is a lot for eight games. Eight games. Nine, or they they play nine, maybe. No, they they have the bye. They so eight, eight games. Yeah, eight games. They have twenty five hundred passing yards in eight games. Mm. Jim Poyer. So, wait, how many teams had the bye? Was it the top two or top four? Four. Top four. They had the bye. All right. Well, they had a bye then. So, yes. I mean, they have a lot of big plays. They put up a lot of yards. So the game that I watched, I I don't know what team it was. It was it had to be during the regular season because I've never heard of this team, and I read through our region. Mm-hmm. I would have at least heard of this team before. Some team tried playing cover zero against them, and it did not work. They didn't rep it enough. It didn't work. Let me tell you this: their route combos were amazing against the team running man. They did a lot of crossers, natural picks. A lot of switches and they that kind did, of thing. Yes. They ran what is great. Ver, they ran vertical routes against, yeah. against you know, so it's not like mm-hmm. goal line picks, you know. But so the quarterback didn't have to make a lot of tough throws. You know, he's throwing vertical routes. He's throwing slants. He's throwing a crosser. They were all, you know. It was it was in rhythm throws. Mm-hmm. He made he was making a lot of in rhythm throws, and they were good throws. He, he kind of has a weird form when he throws. I, it just it just kind of looks a little weird when he throws. Hey, the, the form. Every, everybody's got their own thing, you know. Then again, Philip Rivers underhands his yeah, throws, and, he, and he's yeah. a twenty year vet in the NFL. Um, I mean, like Shane Ham at Hoban has a weird form, but he's won state championships with that form. So. Yeah. I, th- um, I think you develop that form over the long drive from Austin Town to Akron every day. Arm got tired from driving. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> so, Damn. so this, this quarterback's got a little bit, I don't want to say a wind-up, because it's not a real wind-up, but it just it just looks a little bit funky. He's not the biggest kid in the world, the quarterback. No. But he, he does throw a good ball. Uh, the receivers, you know, they keep making the claim that they have the best receiving core in the state, <laughs> which, yeah, okay, it's not better than ours. No. All right, I think any recruiter will tell you that we have a better receiving core than they do, but I guess I understand why they think it. I mean, they, they looked pretty good. They put up big numbers with that offense that they run. Um, when I was watching the tape, I didn't know the one kid was going to Penn State. I was just kind of watching, mm-hmm. and I noticed there was a few kids, or at least one, that he looked really good off the line against man. 
he would shimmy, shake, break off, press coverage, and you know, blow by a defender. So I think they do have some good receivers as a group. When the quarterback throws a good ball, I think they benefited from their system. I mm-hmm. think that's helped inflate their numbers against the. I think the teams they're playing has helped inflate their numbers. It's definitely helped that. But um, I mean it. They looked good in the one highlight that I watched. A team tried playing zero against a spread, and with all the crosses and picks, and you know they're so running. They they're running scissors and. Was, were oh, the no, blitzers just no, like walking? Quick. It didn't matter. It was quick. Oh, all right. It was quick. Um, mind you, I don't think we're gonna press. We're gonna play <laughs> press cover zero. Well, you never. We haven't been one to so base I out of don't, it for a few years now. So I don't. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna have the chance to three step drop us. Yeah, just in rhythm, bang, 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 thirteen to fifteen for four hundred. I don't see that happening. I think you drop back in zone a little bit. Um, oh, it's them. I only watched the one game though. Little caveat. So I don't know. I don't know what they do against his own team. If it's but they put up big numbers. Kill them. They didn't play eight games. They played seven. Okay. They had a cancel game. Ah. So I mean that just inflates their numbers even more than yeah. Yeah, but, I uh, cannot find their stats. That's fine. Whatever. We um, they do not have a massandtigers.com like we do. Yeah. Most teams don't. What a do shame. Do you uh do you have our group text back? How how much of our group text do you have? Enough. How much do you have? Type in. Um, can you search a word? Yeah. On iPhones. Yeah. Type in yards. Yards. Oh. Yards. Yards. Because I'm sure we haven't mentioned the word yards that much to where you can't find hex tweet that says how many yards there were. Um. Uh, but I mean, they they did look pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I think. I think the big thing is their defense gives up a lot of big plays. Yeah. So I don't think they've faced a defense. I, I know that they haven't faced a defense like us because I think we have the best defense in the state. So I that's might be selling us a little short, to be honest. We, have, we Okay. I'd, I'd confidently. Best defense in the Midwest. I mean, where do you want me to go from there? I, I would confidently say this side of the Mississippi. This side? Confidently? Yeah. Listen, we got like. IMG is on this side of the oh god they are East Mississippi. What's the what's the, the team that what's the team we almost played for Maryland? Like the I know South. I know nothing about them, but if you win the Natty like three years in a row, you must have a pretty good defense. <laughs> nah. yeah, yeah. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas down in Florida. They got it this year. I don't know anything about these teams besides their name, but exactly. And I know our defense. I know ipso facto. I know our <laughs> defense is better. I know Ohio, and I know it's hard pressed to find a team in Ohio with a better yeah. defense than us. And you know, I I don't think you need to reach out any further than that. Uh, so it's definitely gonna be a test for them. But they do have a good offense, and mm-hmm. let's not let's not shy away from that whatsoever. But the fact that their defense is giving up points, I think that's something that Here we, we can really. Uh, we can really reach on right now. Ah, shout out to Jim for just texting heck in the group text. Didn't work. Asking. The searching didn't work. All right. Well, I got go, go on, Jim. Southern Get, Carolina okay. has 20, 20 yards or something. Go. Uh, they have 2,200 passing yards. Their running back has 700 yards. And they're the running. So 1,000 rushing yards total and 2,200 passing yards in seven games. Is that what you yes. said? Seven games. So that's a little bit over 300 passing yards a game. 
if they get within sure I'm not doing the mental math right now no I mean it is I'm agreeing with you <laughs> placidly the one time I say it confidently and you want to give me a little cold hey, shoulder hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean whatever I maybe I'm not I, I don't know challenge that eh. That's pretty you didn't good. You say it confidently. You just kind of said I, I, it. I'm going to make a bold prediction saying they don't get 175 on us. 175 passing? Yeah. Um, mm. I think they stick to it so much that I would maybe take the over. That's their game. That That's yeah. what they do. And if we get a lead on them, they're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing to take away from our defense, but I think that when it, that's what a team does, I'm giving them like they might get six, some. I'm giving them like 55, 60 percent of what they normally of do. their normal. Yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna. It's not. I mean, that's lock not, them down. No, I I understand what you're saying. I I, I think get what it. I think our defense by itself would yes bring them down to that 50, 55, 60 percent mark. But then you have to factor in that it's the playoffs and we have a lead on them. Yeah. They are going to be more willing to chuck it around. So mm. that adds into that. If you ever played fantasy football, these yeah. are things you have to know about. Counterpoint, our offense running power uh, 130 times, sucking the life and the will out of them and only giving them like yeah. three plays a quarter. I also Not if we average 20 yards a carry. That's true. Shh. <laughs> all right, so if we go out there and average three yards a carry, then yes. That's all I you bet, need. I bet all you need. Yeah, we might, it wouldn't be bad to do maybe do a parry, a little bit of a parry approach. Coming out with a wing tee. the hell out of the clock on a team that... No, I honestly, this is a team that I I think we can gash them big in the run game. We can probably gash them big in the pass game, too. We're just not going to need to. Like Rob said, they're going to be throwing the ball all over the yard. That's their game. That's their that's their fastball. Yeah. And when they get down, they're not going to be able to come off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I think this is going to look a lot like the Perry. Perry. Perry? The flip side of Perry. This Hoover. is going to a lot like look a lot Worcester. like the Hoover game Worcester. did. Yes, this is going to look like Worcester. <laughs> that Worcester game, one for the books. Yeah. One for the books. Hell of a game. Happened. Hell of a game. If you, if you remember that one, it's going to be just like it. Yeah. No, this is going to look a lot like the Hoover game did, where quarterback's going to put up some yards. You know, he's going to get his. I don't know if their OC is as good as Hoover's was, just because he really impressed me. He was impressive. Um Yes, thank I you liked for how <laughs> echoing what I said. Was impressive. <laughs> I liked how Hoover ran. They ran um, out of the backfield the one time we didn't guard it, and I think they came back to it later. Mm-hmm. And we did guard it, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we tried. Did they score on that? Incomplete. No, no. Was it incomplete? I think it was incomplete. Should have scored on it. Um. But yeah, I think their I think their OC did a great job, and it just gave us, like I said earlier, it gave us some things that's like, hey, we haven't seen that before, or we haven't seen it out of this look, and you know, you know what happens when they release that running back on a wheel, mm-hmm. and we need a guy to peel back. It's like, hey, Ward, I I don't know if it was his responsibility or not, but like, it's like, hey, Ward, we need you to peel off 
and follow this wheel route. So on something like that, Coach Moore specifically pointed out a play at Booster Club mm-hmm. where he had a blitz responsibility, but he had the peel too, yeah. which means basically means you got peel is you got a guy blitzing off both edges. And if the running back goes out immediately, you gotta follow. You break, you, off. You break off your blitz path and you run and follow yeah, him. You peel off with him. He just didn't. And I, th- it happened a couple of times against whoever. I think. Well, the one time they had a big play off of it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I can't tell you that he had that peel responsibility every time. Yeah, I don't know either. But I just like blown coverage somewhere. I would hazard to guess that knowing both of our DCs. We don't just call a play knowing there might be a guy uncovered. So I, you know, that's something you got to tell the kid that hey, yeah. you get this play, you know you're blitzing, unless you have this responsibility, you have to keep an eye on that responsibility. You can't just pin your ears back, go after, and try and kill the quarterback. And I think that was something that, like you said, Hoover showed it. It was something we got. It was good live game reps against. Something that the kids can sit down and learn, like, all right, you know what? You're right, coach. This is what I got to do. And you move on. And this is something that immediately that the kids can apply that to. Yeah, because later in the game, like you said, I don't know if it was his responsibility the first time. But later in the game, they released from the backfield, and Ward did peel with the running back. Mm -hmm. He followed him for... 10 or 15 yards and then kind of stopped and looked around yeah. and wanted to see what was going on. And I think they threw it to him and it, that was the one that was incomplete. Should have been, mm. should have been. <laughs> but, um, but point is we, we kind of picked up on that right away. It's like, Hey, yep. this guy releases, you got to peel with him. And we did. Mm-hmm. And you know, from now on in that situation and that coverage with that call, you know, we know, and it, it's just one of those things that, Maybe all year long you've been told, hey, if the running back releases, you got to peel, you got to peel, you got to peel, but no one's ever done it. Finally, somebody did it. Yeah. And it's like, all right, hey, hey, now you know, right? Yep. Oh, yep. Live and learn. Hey, I got beat. I got beat, coach. My bad. Like, next one. That's one of those in film, you know, the next day. I don't even know if the kids watch film anymore with coaches because it's all huddle now and whatnot. But All that fancy talk. Yeah. You know, we had to walk uphill both ways in snow, 80-degree weather. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the salt uh, tablets. Yeah, the salt tablets to get the practice to watch, to, to get the privilege to watch film. Just to watch film, yeah. But that's one of those, you know, in film session, coach just kind of looks at you and you're like, yeah. 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 Come on, Because you know, like, on a big play, mm-hmm. you hear about it during the game. A lot of the times, things kind of slip through the cracks that aren't that big of a deal, and you don't know about it until film. You'll come into film on Saturday morning riding a high. Just like, yeah, we won last night. Great. Game was good. Then you sit down for film, and you just get chewed. <laughs> you, get, you get torn a new one. But there's some big things like that. Like if, if, if a blown mm-hmm. assignment, somebody's yeah. going to get talked to during the game right away. Like, hey, boom. Yep. You miss this, or I miss this. We need to change this. The little things like the. I will <laughs> I will never forget my senior year after the McKinley game. We went into film that on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
Like and coach, we we all sat down. Coach, he was like, you know what? I got to hand it to Colt Brakefield. He had a great game, best game out of all y'all. And we get into film, and good golly, if Colt wasn't the one getting his ass chewed every <laughs> other play, I'm like, Lord, let him know. <laughs> it's gonna be a long day. Oh kid. boy, <laughs> I heard for him. Film was. Oh boy, film was fun back in the day. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I have an I, I have an idea of how they do it now because I know they do a lot of it online, and the coaches are able to put in notes, and it's it's so interactive, and the co- the kids can look at it at home, and it's so efficient, which is awesome. It makes things so much easier and efficient. That I mean, that's what we're going for is efficiency, yeah. right? But there was something to it. Being in that study hall room sitting, underneath the auditorium, to sitting down on a Saturday morning, or even because we watched practice film mm-hmm. before practice the next day, back when we played. So you know, you'd sit down on a Wednesday and watch practice from the day before, and you didn't know it was coming. <laughs> you would sit down. You're like, I had a great day. I got an A. I got an A on my calculus test. Like, let's go. You sit down. It's like. Antonell. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you had a rough day yesterday. Well, I no, I, I think I did pretty good. No. <laughs> no, nope. you didn't. <laughs> You'd walk your happy ass in that room, you know, chest all puffed out. No idea you did that. Shoulders back. Super like, happy. Today's Tuesday. Sunshine shining. It's a beautiful day in Maslin, Ohio. You're feeling great. First play comes up. Hey, everybody. The laser pointer goes on you. I want everybody to watch Antonell in this play right here. Watch this play. It's like... Hey. Okay. Okay. Right. What, uh, what did I do yesterday at practice? I don't know. Good block or I, good re. I mean, what did I do? Great. Bone assignment. Uh, Bone assignment. Damn it. <laughs> it's like okay, okay. You know, yesterday was a good day. Still, it, it, today's a great day. Three plays let's later. Just, let's just move on. Bone assignment. It happens. Ten plays later, you got yelled at for eight of them. <laughs> like, oh boy. That old one of those days. Yeah. Twenty percent. Next thing you know, it's 5 p.m. and we haven't stepped on the field yet. <laughs> and the, the lights are already on. They yep. got the lights on on the field and we're practicing until 7.30. Yeah. Anyway. Efficiency was the key back then. Yeah. That's uh, that's what they really went for. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think, well, we, I think we used... The amount of times we've, we've I think we made used, comments uh, about a certain ex-coach... Oh my goodness! What are they called? I think we use one of those literal projections. Yeah, projectors. the projectors. Yeah, with what the teachers used with the clear slideshow. The projectors, yes. Okay. No, we didn't. What is that called? All right, it's a up. projector. What was it called? It's called a projector. It's not called a projector. It's absolutely a projector. It's called a projector. All you old heads that listen to this, please tell Rob it's a projector. It has a little flip up at the top. It you it have through and you have the little off. clear yeah. screen that you, you put on so there and you can draw on. They're both called projectors. Yes. Yes. They That's both so do one. Absolutely. Yeah, they both project, but one is old school and one's new school. So a new school projector. Yeah. Listen, Grandpa. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking. They at don't right have to walk far. uphill both ways through, through the snow anymore. All right. Yeah, I know they just stuff's get, like, different now. Picked up in their helicopters and yeah. watch practice. They just practice online. Huh? <laughs> don't even have to show up anymore. No, nope. they just practice online. Yeah. Pretty incredible, actually. Not bad. Chris Spielman used to do that way back before anybody else did. Hmm. What's that? Practice online. He would project the other team film mm-hmm. from a 
backside end zone film yeah. onto a screen. He would react. And he would line up as a linebacker. Yeah. And he would line up how he would normally line up in front of the screen. Yeah. And mm. he would just he'd play the play. If that's, he he would if he read his guard way. pull, he would pull and he'd run up and tackle the screen. Like not literally, uh, but <laughs> but he would line himself up right in front of the screen as if he was playing the screen. Mm. Mm. And, and, he, and he, scout team camp mess up it's real live action so he would i mean he would also practice but this was on his own time yeah Yeah, he would just set up a screen as a defender and i have literally never heard that before but you just confident enough yeah true yep i watched it on the i'm gonna need a source for that i watched it on a nfl films a chris of football life was that on there yeah because i watched that i don't remember that but well, it, seems like, hey, it seems like one of those small enough details. Maybe that, I'm uh, making it up then. Mm, we know what Hank's going to do tomorrow. Uh, Why would, no, because he said he'd go on there, he'd make all of his calls, and he'd yeah. do do the play. No, that does sound very I mean, much like a Chris Spielman thing. It may make sense. Why wouldn't... I mean... That, exactly. There's... Like, IMG has an entire virtual training thing down there. It's really? same oh, idea, God. same idea, but it's virtual. Instead of just yeah. watching film, you would actually put up a virtual simulation in front of you that you could mm. play out. You can play out the game in front of you. Hmm. That's pretty cool. It's, it's not a difficult technology no. when you think about it. You know, Chris Spielman is just projecting film yeah. onto a screen. How I mean, and it's not a difficult thing right. to do. So, Anywho, beat yeah. Westerville South. Yes, um, we got a couple other things real quick we need to get to, but before hey, that, we we're going to... Vision Center. By the way, thank you for interrupting me. As I was saying before that, we're going to get to a quick commercial break and then we'll finish everything else off. James Matigley. It's Jim. James L. Matigley. Hey, Tiger fans. I bet if you're anything like my partner, Hank, you probably need to go see an eye doctor. Yes, sir. And if you do, we have the place for you. The Doring Vision Center is a primary care optometry clinic located in downtown Maslin. They have a wide variety of eyeglass frames, everything from budget packages to designer brands. And if you're like me and prefer contacts over glasses because glasses are a hassle, they have uh, the technology to fit all types of lenses. They treat most conditions, and they also take emergency visits as well. At the Doring Vision Center, most insurances are accepted, and you even have a good chance of getting a same-day appointment. So come on down to see former Maslin Tiger, Dr. Ben Doring, at 35 Erie Street North, Suite 110, Maslin 44646. And that's right next to the Alibi Bar, for those of you who know the local watering holes. Or you can check them out on Facebook at the Doring Vision Center. That's D-O-E-R-I-N-G Vision Center. Or give them a call at 330-880-0035. Doring Vision Center. Proud supporter of all things Maslin. All right. Again, big shout out to uh, Doring Vision Center for that sponsorship. Now we get into the FW Runner and Sons question. And uh, this this one's not going to be so much a question as it is getting back into what we talked about last week. Rob, you had very strong opinions on B-dubs. We've had a lot of feedback saying otherwise. Uh... Let's not get into that. The the people can't hear a look, so why don't you express your look? 
I was trying to avoid. I was doing a look to avoid all of this. I don't, um, I don't have anything else. So this is what we're talking about. This is what I don't put force my hand. I guess. Uh, all right. So my, I guess my, me personally, my official statement <laughs> is that uh, B Dubs has treated me very badly. A lot. Their food has been overpriced. It's very average. And uh, the atmosphere is not what it used to be. With that being said, they do a lot for Maslin Football. They, uh, they've been a corporate sponsor for a long time, I think. Mm-hmm. Seems like they you know donate food. Once a year, or I don't know, multiple times a year. I, maybe I remember when I mean, we maybe, were playing. Know, yeah, we got the uh, yeah, had, we got wings. Yeah, uh, we got beat up wings when we played for sure, and I think they still do some kind of a food donation. I uh, once a year, multiple times a year. I I, I don't know. I uh, I can't quote, but th- they definitely you know provide a lot for the team. And uh, my official statement is that I I really appreciate what they do for the team and being a corporate sponsor of the Booster Club and all of that. But as an everyday consumer, it's been the definition of lackluster. Yeah. And uh, so it's just what it is. What it, it is. What it is. I can't. I can't lie about that. So I'm right there with you. They've done a lot for the team. You know, big thanks to this BW3s for helping out Mass and Tiger football. Uh, they, in my opinion, they are like, they set the bar for what a sports bar is. You know, you, when you think of like a sports bar, the first thought that at least pops into my head is beat ups. You got these TVs everywhere. It doesn't matter where you sit. You can see the game. You got beer on tap. You got the, you know, your generic sports bar type foods. Beer prices are average. They're, they're market value, I'd say. Yeah. But food is astoundingly average, and they they want you to pay a lot for it. Yeah, I think they hit that peak mm-hmm. of being the number one sports bar, and they thought that would be enough to kind of carry them, mm-hmm. and they never really got better from that, and everyone else kind of stepped up their game, so... Uh, you know, B-Dubs is probably still the number one name for a sports bar. But, now, when, but when you break it down, the food is overpriced and uh, service has been, yeah. yeah. So food and price point, that's that's on corporate. That's that's their thing. Yeah. We can't blame our mass on B-Dubs for that. The servers they bring in... Oh, uh, what what's our line? Be better, be better. Yeah, I mean, some of it, some of the COVID regulations might be sent down from corporate, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a franchise. Yeah, it, you can't blame the franchisee for that, or the bartender, or the server, or the hostess, but it's been. Yeah. A lot different than other places. Okay. Let's put it that way. Because I have been there, I think I was there a few weeks ago. I wasn't eating or anything. Just went there to watch a game. Had a had a few beverages. And I, I had a fine experience. 
It was everything that I expected it would be. Go in. I got a good view of the game. I got some brews, and I left. I had... I didn't have a great experience. I didn't have a bad experience. I had... Expected. Yes. I had my expected experience. So if that makes B-dubs just average, then sure. If you want to go patronize them because they support the Mass and Tigers, then by all means, be our guest. If you want to patronize them because you like the B-dubs brand, go for it. But from Rob's experience, eh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm i very particular with my food. Um, you know, I was the man that boycotted McDonald's when they raised the price of uh, McDouble by nine cents. Oh, I was going to say 15 is an exaggeration, but... No, it was legitimately. It went up from 99 cents to 109. Yeah, I remember and now it's text. like And now it's like 199. Freaking ridiculous. <laughs> but it was supposed to be a dollar burger. McDoubles yeah. were a dollar burger, and now it's one oh nine. Uh uh Nope. Sorry. I'm going to go to Wendy's because I've got the double stack for 99 cents. And then overnight, Wendy's changed it from 99 to one ninety nine without any warning, which made no sense. I don't know how they had anybody ever order a double stack after that. Um, so I became a Burger King guy. I was about to ask about Burger King. Um, Burger King, great deal on uh, nuggets. Yeah? They have a good deal on nuggets. It's uh, it's now eight nuggets for a dollar. Ooh! Oh, they went down from ten. Well, it was like ten for one nineteen or one twenty nine or something, which was still the best deal. Oh, but yeah. now they made it a a actual dollar item, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. eight nuggets for a dollar. Which, if you compare it to McDonald's, they do four for a dollar. Yeah. Um. However, I have noticed the McNuggets are. Pretty good. So, oh, I'll say so I used King's to eat. Um, I used to eat a good amount of Burger King nuggets, and they were pretty good. But the last two times I went, mm-hmm. it it tasted like a different nugget. Ever since they switched hey. from the ten down to the eight, I don't know if that was the correlation. But the last two times I had Burger King nuggets, uh, yeah. it's not. It was not. Yeah, not great. Yikes! But. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very big on food mm-hmm. and the cost of food because I'm a very value-oriented person. Yeah. I'd rather pay more for better. You know, they, real. it's value-based. Everything in life is value-based if you look at it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it just uh, depends on where you put your value at. Yeah, you know, if you say you can't afford something, you're lying. You can afford anything you want, but how important is it to you? Exactly. That's That is the... That's the deal breaker right there. So, uh, to me, B-Dub's food is not worth what they charge. To some people, it might be. That's all. All right. So, that was the FW Runner and Sons expounded upon question of last week of why we don't like Mass and B-Dub's. And we actually got to the bottom of it that service and food left something to be desired. Otherwise, we support them for the support they give to the tech, the uh, Mass and Tiger program. Moving right along, we have our... We always like to rank things. You know, last week we did top five beers. We got a lot of... Uh, we actually got a lot of feedback on that a one. A couple of them, yeah. Some on Facebook, some on Twitter. Yep. Uh, a few of them, you know, we had people 
that that first beer on vacation after you made the long drive wherever you're going campground beer yeah campground beer campfire beer was a very big one that mm-hmm. I, at least for me I kind of rolled that into slob beer yeah but campfire beer is always a good one I, maybe it's just because I think of slob as its own thing mm-hmm. I completely separated like campfire campground beer from slob beer just I just think like slob is its own entity it so is so I think of it separately um oh it is but like in my head I kind of rolled in like because that's really the only place I have campfires yeah. mm-hmm. so it, it I get it it got rolled into the same category for me mm-hmm. yeah so I we got some feedback on that which honestly kind of surprised me I think it's because we begged for it <laughs> I yeah. think because we begged for responses people actually responded um because that's not the most interactive question we've ever asked but no uh, I'm I'm glad that people interacted because honestly, some of the people that interacted I've I've never heard from before. Yeah. I didn't know they were people that followed us or listened or, you know, like no offense, but like you know who who wait who is this like, they, like oh they, you're uh, oh they follow they follow us oh I yeah. I had no idea yeah so, uh I thought that was pretty cool so I, I'm glad that we got some of that interaction and, you know hopefully. I, I remember that you and Jim talked about this earlier, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what the ranking question is for tonight. So this is, I'm going to let you guys go first because I don't even know what the question is. All right. Real quick though. We'll just shout out our listeners that are yeah. interacting with yeah, us. Yeah, please. We got, um, uh, at least some of them. Yeah. Lorene, L-A-U-R-E-E-N, Lorene. Yeah, question it. I don't know. Listen, what? Shout out. I know her. Okay. <laughs> Shout out Lorraine. I'm sorry. Like, names are weird. All right. Names are weird. You can, that's one of those things where you can never be right. Yeah. And if you sound too confident, that's like where people really get you. YouTube it's almost, has them all. It's almost better to be very wrong. Mm hmm. I run. Th- <laughs> oh, all right. It's a quick side note. Side so, note. Yeah. Side, side note. No, no, no. Side bar. Ah. You're right. Be very wrong. So shout out Janice, spelled L A U R. Not what I meant. But it's like, all right. So you know the um, was it Key and Peel or was it Mad TV? Key and Peel. I know it's the guy from Key and Peel, but I'm trying to think if he did it during Mad TV or during Key and Peel, where he's doing the substitute teacher. Aaron. That's yeah. That's Key and Peel. So it was Aaron. So he's doing everyone's name wrong. Yes. Nice. I always think about it. I was like, if I was a substitute teacher, I would intentionally say every person's name like super wrong. And there's nothing anybody could do about it. Because you remember when you were in school, there was yeah. always a few people that the, the substitute teachers couldn't get their name right. And they're like, oh my God, that's not how you say my name. My name is Hank. <laughs> it's not however you said it. It's Hank. You know what I'm saying? All right. So listen. There was a lot of kids like that, right? Is no, I, yim just, I, I just kind of rolled yim? with yim, yim. I, I just kind of rolled with whatever they said. But yes, there was. Uh, I was always on the page of I don't care how you say my name, just like move on. You know, I'm here. Listen, don't want to be here. Yeah, move on. Pretty, <laughs> oh no, pretty much. You could you could say my name however you want, and I'm like, yeah, that's me. No, but you, then there's the some people. It's like it's pronounced Rob, Ert, Rob. I don't know what you said, but my name is Rob. 
All right, that's not me. But I mean, listen, if you, I, no, you want to get there's no winning. If no, you're, if you're a substitute not. teacher, there's no way you can win this battle. No. My opinion is just go in there and screw them all up on purpose. Henry, screw every name up on purpose and just make it a game. Henry, I think Henry. it'd be fun. Like the kids would probably enjoy it, and like you yeah. know, whatever they'd pick up on. I it. I mean, if you want to yeah. get like my, you have to butcher the first one, and then the second one, it's like okay, we got it. Just intentionally, just go into like you I'm find going the first to two screw that just, all of your names up. You find the first two that are like obviously you can mess up. And then you go down the list. Because names are tough. Yeah. You could read a name that you've heard a hundred times, and it's still wrong. Hell, I think, yeah. It's like, is Jim here? Jim? J-I-M? Jim? It's it's pronounced Yime. (laughs) Of course it is. Of course course it's pronounced Yime. Thank you. (laughs) Are you here? (laughs) You you can't win. There's no winning in that. There really is. You might as well just screw it up on purpose. So, swinging back around, shout out Lorene. Oh, shout out Jessica. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Spelled L A U R E E N. Okay, not that. Like, yeah, no. So, shout out uh, Lorene. First beer of beach vacation after the long drive. Mm-hmm. Friday night beer after work. Um, campfire beer. The uh, the non beer the and, red wine yeah. yeah oh oh the red wine yeah now that's the whole stick it to you yeah it's like yeah not beer but wine yes yeah and then the, I'd like uh, to know what your favorite wine is at that point like I go when, for a nice cab when is your favorite wine you know I, I like a nice red wine that's not too sweet a lot of bitter did you like my uh, homemade apple <laughs> oh god. <laughs> You mean your apple cider wine that tasted like apple vinegar, but worse? No, yeah, it's it was. Oxygen get in. It was literally apple cider vinegar at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was. I listen, and that was your guys with, uh, with alcohol. On that it. was your guys' fault. Yeah, it was alcoholic vinegar. Yeah, no, alcoholic no, it was vinegar. our Let fault. Sink in. It was our fault. It oh, it sunk in. It was <laughs> our fault. <laughs> That we Rob? drank anything Whatever. that you made. Whatever no, it was fine. It was perfectly fine. And then Matt said, mm. break it up. Half yeah. of it half of it chilled, half of it not chilled. Mm. And then I left it in containers with a lot of oxygen, and you shouldn't let wine have oxygen. Oh it turns into vinegar. So bad. So Whatever so happened bad. to mine? I hope you threw it out. I really please tell me you Actually, threw it out. I don't know. I never threw it out. Yeah. But you had it. Yeah, you're right I Uh-oh. did. But what I I don't know. Moving on. Moving along. We got the and then the last one was like a beer with an old high school friend where yeah. it just feels like old times. Uh, another one, we got Chris Reinhardt, campfire beer, tailgate beer, boat beer, pool beer, ballpark beer. Pool beer is a highly underrated beer. I haven't partaken in it much, but especially if it's hot outside and the oh. pool's cool. Oh. oh no! Can I? Uh, if there's a bar in the pool, oh, oh game changer! Never had that. Hank doesn't remember having that. <laughs> I uh, I remember that it was there. Mm-hmm. Go on. I don't. I don't know if I've ever had a pool beer. Really. The last time pool. I've the last time I've like actually been in a pool. Good question. I think I was underage. 
Right. I don't think I don't think I've I've been I don't think I've literally been in a pool since I've turned twenty one. Rob Antonell, not a big shirt off guy. No, I just don't know anyone of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll take my shirt off. I just don't know anyone of the pool. <laughs> so we need to head up to Putin Bay sometime and have you experience pool. Uh, I've experienced Putin Bay. I don't think you've experienced Putin Bay. I haven't experienced Hank Puddin Bay. No, but I don't think we'll Hank. I don't think Hank experienced Puddin Bay. So. Hank experienced Puddin Bay. Hank experienced full-on bachelor party Puddin Bay. Not mine. Rob, you experienced weekend date Puddin Bay. Yeah, it was it was slightly different. That's that's I two very different things. I don't think I that's, want to experience. Rob, you, ex- you experienced what you went through. You experienced T-ball. I was in the majors. CTE City majors in football. <laughs> I did. Moving I don't, on. I don't follow the comment, it, but moving on. How much of it do you riff? <laughs> more than enough. I've heard stories. Unfortunately, more than I've enough. I've heard stories. Anyway, moving on here. So, yes, thank you, uh, all, everybody, for. Oh, last one. Max Julian. Yeah. The state championship beer is the one beer he wants to experience that I think we all want to experience. And when we do, it's going to shoot up to at least yeah. top five. He also wants to experience someone throwing empty beer cans at his house at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or <laughs> whatever the exact time was. But hopefully uh, hopefully we can do both of those. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, both will happen. Mm-hmm. Had the same... Anywho, moving on. Um, if anybody's got an idea for a top five that you want us to do, you want to participate in, whatever, send it our way because we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. I have the issue is I had a bunch of ideas, and they're still saved on my phone. I still ha- you do have a lot of I ideas. Still, I didn't say they're great. I have a lot of <laughs> ideas. They were more meant for like guests, and it was gonna be a little bit more interactive we're going to put it up on the whiteboard and we're going to send a picture out of the whiteboard so everybody can see the list we haven't had a lot of guests this year um and uh i just i guess i just haven't really reached into my pool of (laughs) ideas oh thanks but uh they're still there so when i said like before the show started hey who's got what for a top five jim answered you and you ran with it no, oh, Jim. I gave him a couple. That that was a. This is the fourth one that he gave. Mm, that's true. Not great that you had <laughs> no participation in. I still don't know what it is. So I. Your five top pop. five breakfast foods. Thank you. I don't eat breakfast. Oh my god. I knew that was gonna be a trouble. Yeah. So we'll let you uh, come in last here. All right, Yimmy. If you'd like to get off your phone and join the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top five breakfast foods. What do you got? Number one. Hey! The number one idea on my list of things is rank your top breakfast foods. (laughs) What can we say? Great minds. Okay. Not bad. Great minds. Not bad. Not bad. Number one. Yes. Bacon. That is crispy. Except for Jim does it the wrong way. No, I don't. If it's flappy, it isn't bacon. It's not cooked. If it's crunchy, it has no taste. I don't care. You're Jim, wrong. Jim, I, you're Jim, always going to be wrong. Jim eats it for the calories. No. I eat it for the <laughs> crunch. 
and the flavor. Jim hasn't paid attention to calories since 2006. <laughs> You're oh, right. You, you only eat bacon for the crunch? And the taste. Why did you weed off with crunch then? Oh, the crunch is amazing. That's our difference here. The taste is not. The crunch is the issue here. All you like is the crunch. No. That is the crux of our problem. Okay. Your list. Carry on. Yeah, I know. It hurts to see a couple, like, fight, but, you know, bear with us, please. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Um, specifically, I got to throw this this guy in. I have great, I have great Raider Pancake. Pancake is your number two? Oh, yeah. From the Raider. From the Raider. Except for when it's medium rare. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> because that was horrible. Yeah, but it was still good. Have you ever had Dippy Pancake? Yeah. Okay, I have a pancake take right now. I was going to uh, save it for the end of my list, but... like, I had to throw the Raider in there, and that's, that's, f- that's the best thing that the Raider gets. That's fine, but... Uh, they've been pancake? on the downhill. Yeah. Look, I was going to say there... Right. That's the best thing they All have. Right. It's, the, it's the best value. It is. The best value that they have. So, here's my thought. Yeah. For any food Four, ever... Floor and ceiling. Yeah, we got yes. it. Yes. Pancake has your highest floor, your lowest ceiling. It is hard to screw up a pancake. It is. And but they did. It's literally cake batter. But, but, they, but they did. Okay, whatever. You had one, one bad time. experience. Only once. You, I'm talking pancakes in general yeah. here. Pancakes, it's hard to screw up a pancake. Yeah, all you got to do is throw some butter but and syrup on that boy. It is hard to improve upon a pancake. If you throw some blueberries in there. Nah, it's not beaten much. I always much. pictured you were more of a chocolate chip guy. I'm a blueberry guy. Uh, a lot of whipped cream on that thing, though. No. No whipped cream. You look like the Willy Wonka. This is Wonka. not a waffle. You look you're, like the Willy Wonka guy. You did say otherwise. Blueberry. Okay. Moving on. Third. Yes. Sausage gravy. Ooh. So fat. Ooh. Okay. That is the I most. I can get behind that. That is the most underused and underappreciated topping for breakfast. You, you can that put on, that on eggs. Put that on your pancake. You can put that on hash browns. No, not probably not. What? What'd you rank that at, Yimmy? Three. You and I, we made our list independently, arrived at the same conclusion for three. Sausage gravy is not number one, Both but you fat. give me sausage gravy with no. eggs on top. Fat. No, listen no. here. Sausage gravy, it's not something I'm going for every time, Look. but it is the most versatile topping to any oh, yeah. kind of breakfast food. Versatile? It yeah. Is versatile. You can put it on you any breakfast on, food you want. Put that on your Pop-Tarts? No, you could. I mean, you know, hey, does the pop tart have icing? Because you could. Yeah, is a pop tart a, a breakfast cereal? Yeah, so put it on. Put, hey. that, put that on your Cheerios. Listen, <laughs> we've had a pop tart with mids. All right, I think a pop tart with sausage gravy ain't gonna be that bad. Yeah, sausage gravy, underappreciated, underused. Frosted flakes, it's great with sausage gravy. Oh, it's you know what? I would on, try it. Once. I didn't say it's going on everything. I, I said it's versatile. I would try it once, and. You know, I know you would try it once. Yeah. Go on. Toast. Only white. White toast. White toast. White toast. Fat. No. Just Sounds fat. like a Hoover Corner. Yeah. <laughs> fat. White toast. And rounded out the list, hash browns. Just any kind of hash browns? Fat. No. I mean, they have to be crispy. Okay. Kind of like the Raider used to be. All right. No one knows about the Raider except for a select group. But. Yeah, so just keep bringing it up on a podcast. The Raider is the best breakfast place I've ever been to. Fat. Coffee cup was better, but they don't exist anymore. 
All right, so that's your top five? Yes. All right. My top five breakfast foods. Sasha Gravy, number three. Number one, black coffee. I knew that was going to be your number one, and I specifically left it off. I mean, it it's great. It's versatile. It fits in literally anywhere in your diet. Disgusting. Mm-mm. I don't do coffee anymore. Really? Nope. Haven't had it in six, seven months. Never had it. I must explain why you gained 40 pounds. No. Because um, of the coffee? Lack of the filler with no calories. It's horrible. That's not filler. Coffee's so bad. No. Yeah. Coffee, coffee by itself is great. You think the last it's coffee incredible. I had, yeah? I tried to put peanut butter in it. Didn't work. Fat. Why would you do that? Because I heard fat. From who? <laughs> I heard it was a good idea. Fat. It just didn't work. Fat. I, I got to agree with Rob on this one. No. You're drinking liquid dirt. And I don't understand how that's a good thing. It's it's not dirt, though. It, it's tastes, a it tastes like you're licking soil. It's all right. And at it least, dries you out. Know. At least at least it's a natural yes. drink. Unlike Dr. Pepper and the things it, you drink. Yeah. It dries your mouth out to the point where you have to drink more. Mm-hmm. And then you run out. And so then you're ready gotta, for the You got to... No, you just want to go kill no, somebody and drink water. No, you got your caffeine water. in you. Yeah. Listen, I'm all... You need caffeine. I'm that all, is your addiction. I'm all for caffeine. All right, Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Diet. <laughs> oh, now he switched to diet. Oh, okay. I've been on a diet kick for a while. Really, really. A while? Quite a while. Up your yeah. home. Week and a half, a while? <laughs> no, a couple months. Yeah. A couple months. Yeah. Proof. Yeah. All right. Go Moving ahead. on. Coffee. Number one. Coffee's horrible. Yes. Mm. Coffee is incredible. Horrible. Moving on. Number two. Eggs. Eh, it, I, I debated. A very versatile dish. If mm. I had to pick one. Just eggs. I'd go with over easy. Okay. Dippy. Over easy? He doesn't know that. Well, yes. Not, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Except for when I made him for Jimmy, he didn't eat it. I did too. With a with a shrimp in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I took that out. But I used the, what's it called? Uh, a Toast? chef knife. He's I a used sh- a chef knife. Uh, it's a chef knife. Because he, he burnt the shit out of him. I did not burn your eggs. Those were over easy eggs, Jim. Anyway, didn't eggs. Burn. Very versatile food. You can cook them up in a lot of ways. Just... It, Good for you so long as you don't pile on a bunch of bull crap. Just like the black coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, it, I don't know. Eggs are great. Number three, sausage gravy. Very versatile dish. You can throw them on pretty much anything. I would hazard to guess you could throw them on. Un, frosted flakes. Yeah, un-icing. Fr- you could throw them on frosted flakes. I feel like you'd get away with it. It gets soggy. It would, yeah, so does the milk, but it could happen. Yeah. It's probably not going to be somebody's go-to, but he Orange gets, juice? Orange juice. And Orange juice doesn't require <laughs> a topping. <laughs> just, it's a yeah. drink. <laughs> okay, then. Moving on. All right. Sausage gravy. Just great all around. Good proteins, good fats. You can throw it on anything. Number four, burnt hash browns. Burnt. Okay. Yes. You get the hash browns, you burn them a little bit, you know, you leave them in the pan a little too long, you get that extra crunch, all right? Mm-hmm. Throw some ketchup on it, or you get the sausage gravy on there. Just oh, yeah. incredible. Some hot sauce. That's, some hot sauce, too. Tabasco, some Jack's Red Hot. Mm. Frank's Red Hot. It, great. Number five. I got a tie for my number five. Bloody Mary. Oh, I was going to say that. Or some kegs and eggs. Mm. All right. Both of those 
It's a start to your day that doesn't end well. <laughs> it's going to be a long day and it's you're going to have to slow down at a point. You're going to have to take a nap probably. You know, you, you want to get a good solid breakfast in with the rest of it, but it's going to be a good day if you, that if that's how you're starting your day. Ideally, if that's how you just start every day, then we're here for you if you need to like Reach out to somebody, seek help. We're friendly, usually. We are. I don't know what Jim is, but... Mm. I'll say hi. Overall, if you're starting your day... I would have to go Bloody Mary, personally, between the two. Oh, yeah. If you're starting your day with Bloody Mary, oh, gonna be a good day. Hank's girlfriend made a mead Bloody Mary. She does. Oh. Oh. It's a good Bloody Mary. Gotta give her a shout on that one. All right. Rob, what do you got? Rob doesn't need breakfast. Number one, hash browns. Crispy? Any particular way? The correct way. Number two. Oh, the correct way. You just. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. No no expounding upon that, just the correct way. Listen, I don't know what your definition of burnt is. I mean, it's. A nice little crisp to them is fine. Yeah. If it's black, then no. No, they're not going to be black. So nice golden brown. It's a nice solid brown color. See, like like the tiger back there. So, like, I would have said crispy or crunchy, but you specifically said burnt. Yeah. Because that's how you have to tell the restaurant when you you go to breakfast, you say, hey. Never done that. Mm -mm. You go to the the restaurant, you say, I'll take a I'll take a Reuben. I know. I'm surprised that's not your number one. (laughs) I'll take a Reuben. Oh god. Number one breakfast food. Reuben. Did it work? Amazing. Not for breakfast. Yes, it did. Whatever. It was great. Number one, hash browns. Obviously. Number two, sausage. Either way. Gravy or otherwise? Patties. Patties. Patties Patties or links. links. There's no gravy or otherwise. Fat. You have to specify sausage gravy or lordy. Fat. Whew. Hash browns, sausage. Number three, Pop Tarts. Jesus Christ. Specifically from the uh, ease of use, accessibility. Grab a pack, run out the door. What the hell are you beeping for, Jim? I don't know. The weirdo. You grab them, you run out the door. You eat some Pop-Tarts on the road. Simple. Nice. Easy. Here you go. Do you have any kind of flavor All there of them. specific? All of them? Except I for mean, that cinnamon one right now, right? I mean, cinnamon's fine as long as it has the frosting to it. As All right. I will. Frosted cinnamon. Tomato sauce on top. Cherries, fine. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the Little mids. Yeah, we had to. <laughs> not great. Do that. The cookies and creams. Um, All right. I will. To, to back you up, I wouldn't call it a, I wouldn't put it in there for my breakfast food, but world goes to shit, apocalypse happens. Pop tarts are a great, great bang calorie, for buck, calorie for grams. Yeah. yeah, you can yeah. buy them with bottle caps. Buy them with bottle caps. There you go, yo. Moving weirdo. along. <laughs> um, number four is going to be a. Uh, any form of like egg, sausage, or bacon sandwich, bagel, 
a McMuffin, oh. McGriddle. You know, I don't, I don't okay. buy these things, so I don't know. There's, all, you know, McDonald's has their version. You can buy from the from the store that are frozen. You know, any biscuit. I'm not a huge fan of biscuit, but like any mm-hmm. sandwich or bagel that has, you know, your egg and sausage or bacon or whatever on it. Um, number five, top five breakfast food is going to be a wimpy burger <laughs> because I yeah. have it once a year for breakfast before the McKinley game and that makes it a breakfast food because the only time anybody eats those is for breakfast. What was your five? Yeah. Wimpy burger. Oh. Welcome to the party, pal. My fault. Get off your phone. Still waiting for that second batch. Yeah, next year. Yeah. So, 2021. Uh, top five list. I imagine mine was probably the best. That's all right. Go ahead and tell us um, whose was best. Tell us yours. I'm going to have to make a quick sub here. Uh, Bloody Mary's is staying number five, but I'm taking out the hash browns, and I'm putting in Wimpy Burgers. Well, that's wrong, because Wimpy Burger uh, hash browns are still better. But Yeah. I can't remember. I'm going to. Once a year over whenever you want. Yeah. Hash browns are number one, but... Wimpy burgers are pre-breakfast. Pre-breakfast? Yeah. Well, Only we're eating at 4 a.m. How many meals do you have a day? That day? Any day. Hold on. Two. They're... Lunch and dinner. He asked that day, like... How many meals do you have that day? Well, you've got your house at 4 a.m., we got our tailgate about 7 when we cook, whatever. Okay. About, about 11, we have our lunch stuff. And then whatever so happens afterwards. So that's 3 before noon. It's a tailgate. All I've ever had before for kettle game is Wimpy Burgers. And just Wimpy Burgers. I've had... Wimpy burgers, and then maybe picked at a finger food or two before McKinley like game. Chips, or if they're out or something. Yeah, yeah I, I've never had another meal. And usually, I go home after the McKinley game and sleep. This I, year, yeah. like I had some pizza and then slept. But yeah, you uh, you found a few extra meals in there, Jimmy, didn't you? No. Yeah, he did. Jimmy, you guys are just not admitting that you guys eat it. You you had three before lunch, meals. What, what I mean, what food are we making at the McKinley tailgate? I think we specific. You will specifically remember. Talk into the microphone. Specifically please. remember the. Uh, I can hear it. I'm good. Um, Let's begin. The the funnel cake episode. Yeah, we made funnel cakes one year. Yeah, and you you uh, made them. I don't know. I which mean, is I not a some, meal, but you ate a meal. Every single thing we cooked. Funnel cakes. That's yeah, it. a funnel cake, a deep fried meatball, a hot dog. Tried it wasn't a hot dog. I tried a bunch of stuff, yeah. You gotta try it. Tailgate food. Well, my list was the best. I think that was obvious. <laughs> False. You know, these guys want to put sausage gravy on everything. And that's just... Gonna... I don't want to. I'm saying it can. Go yeah, on you know, All right, you go get yourself a bowl of Frosted Flakes and put sausage gravy on it. And uh, You get I'm, yourself a bowl of Frosted Flakes and put Pop-Tarts on it. How's uh, that going to come out? That would probably work pretty well. No, because I'm not putting my Pop-Tarts on something. I'm just eating the Pop-Tarts. Are you just eating sausage gravy by itself? 
I'm not. You can, but I'm not. What's on your list as a top five food? So are you putting it on something or is it, it the top five food? It makes it, everything better. Gotcha. It goes with That's it. That's fine. No, it, it goes, goes with it. It goes with your frosted flakes. You're just I like picking it. the one thing. With your frosted flakes. Take out, right. take out cereals, breakfast food. What else you got? All right. <laughs> what else you got? No fruits, no cereal. You're gonna a lot of breakfast food. What gotcha. do you got? You're gonna dump a bunch of sausage gravy in your Bloody Mary. That's a drink. <laughs> That's a drink. And yet you have it as a top five breakfast food. It's a drink. Got you again. It's a drink as a top five breakfast food. No, we said top five breakfast item. And you're gonna put sausage gravy in it as an item. Yes. You're putting sausage gravy in your Bloody Mary. No. <laughs> it's an item. Breakfast item. Are right, you gonna put it on your Whippy Burger? Um. It could go on there, yes. Are you uh, going it'd to? It'd probably be good. I might next year, just to give it a so shot. You're not going to put it on any of this stuff, but you no, still but have I'm, it as a top I'm going to put it on item. eggs. I'm going to put it on it goes pancakes. On I'm going to put it on waffles. I'm going to put it on hash browns. I'm going to put it on home fries. I'm going to put it on every other single breakfast food that you didn't list. But nothing on your top five. It doesn't need to be the top five it's because the top gonna, five speaks for itself. Are you putting it on your dippy eggs? Are you putting it on yes. your Bloody Mary? Oh, yeah. Are you putting it on your oh, yeah. burger? I'm putting it on any kind of egg you make. Make me an egg. I will put it on there. Kind of defeats the purpose of dippy eggs. It doesn't matter. You don't mix in there. You put it on top. You mix it in with the dippy eggs a little bit. You get that yolk broken up. You oh, mix yeah. it in. Oh, I might need to try that tomorrow. Fat. I need to go to the store and get some sausage gravy first. It's going to be great. Anyway, I guess that's the end of the episode since Rob stopped talking and started kicking. Uh, Go Tigers beat, who are we playing? Westerville South. Westerville South. South. Beat Westerville South. The Wildcats. Go Tigers.